Hey everybody, ladies and gentlemen, ducks and duckettes, how are ya? Welcome to the show. We are Chase and Miles, and we're at the Lucky Duck. Miles, who do we get on today? You stole my ladies and gentlemen thing. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, today is not a normal day. We have a very special guest. I've known her for a long time now. Our friendship started long before the formation of the Lucky Duck, actually. In fact, we met in high school. Sarah started her journey in Manhattan, where she moved to Florida with her parents and twin sister at an early age. From there, she quickly excelled at pretty much everything. After blowing through her first few years of high school, she started college early, eventually graduating from Florida State University and starting her next journey into optometry school. Along four years later, she graduated with honors, accepted and completed a residency at a very prestigious residency program in Boston, Massachusetts. She got married, traveled the world, and now she lives in Denver, Colorado, working as a pediatric optometrist, making the eye doctor visit a joy for every little boy and girl out there. And of course, I can't forget, living with her amazing and amazingly <laughs> handsome husband and companion, also handsome, Yoshi the Cat. All of us, including her grandfather, Tuvia Belsky, rest in peace, are so proud of all the incredible things she's already accomplished. I can't say enough great things about her. This is My Beautiful Wife. Aw, thanks, babe. You're welcome. What an intro. I feel like you covered yeah, everything. Yeah, I feel like that was the longest intro. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. done. Thanks, folks, for listening to this show. No. Um, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Sarah, uh, you, you brought some alcohol. I did. To drink. Yes. To uh, help us uh, get the conversation going. What did uh, we prepare today? So we have a Prosecco St. Germain Spritzer. That's pretty much Ooh. all that's in it. And <laughs> nice. some soda water. Very simple. Yeah. To the point. I yeah. like it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Very yeah. bubbly. Where'd you learn it's, about this one? Uh, the internet. Mm. Yeah. It's good with pomegranate juice. That's how I made it before. But Internet. I heard the internet knows some of that stuff. They do. Yeah. yeah. Very good resource. Yeah. For... <laughs> alcohol cocktails so mm -hmm. so sarah welcome to the show um Thanks. yeah uh where should we start where, what do we want to talk about today do you want to start about talk about how we met sure yeah so okay. we met 10 years ago we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary Woo -woo. and we i was 17 you were 16 yeah and can't remember the actual day that we met for the first time. That's okay. I know that we sat next to each other in class and we're both too shy to talk to each other. Yeah, so cute. And then somehow we ended up here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, technically we were Journey. high school sweethearts, right? Yeah, yeah. We met in college, but we were high school sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if that technically falls in the same I category. think it does. We were we were 16 and 17. We were babies. We, we I'm sorry we were geniuses and we started college <laughs> Yeah, that's early. just a humble brag that we're no. <laughs> Miles only did 2 years of high school. So. Yeah. That's why he's, you know. I know. He was slow. basically a 40-year-old man when I met him. So. Yeah. No, I, I was, was cool. You were, you, now he's no, a 60-year-old man. I feel like you've been the same since you, you were can 16. Be, yeah, you, you can be 40 and be No, cool. you were. You're very you have an old soul. Old soul? Yeah. Mm. Old soul, like music? No. Soul music? No. no. You still got a great head of hair and yeah. no, no grays yeah. coming in yeah. like me. It's I, just, the only thing is it kind of like starts to thin out, you know? Mm. Up well, here. welcome to yeah. the, my world. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about getting that operation where they take the hair in the back of your head and they oh, just boy. replace oh, it. No, you know? yeah. no. It's, it's okay. No, no, no. no yeah. You don't need that. You're not that desperate yet. <laughs> yeah. 
So <clears throat> after uh, after we met, we went to college together. Yeah. Mm. That's where kind of Chase and Sarah like uh, got to know each other more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You went to UCF. I did that. for a year. Yeah. And then I saw the light and transferred to FSU. <laughs> and it was the best decision Throwing in my shade life. On UCF. <laughs> UCF sucks. No, it wasn't the school, but oh. I wouldn't have met everybody if I didn't go to FSU. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Everything about and snow. the football <laughs> team. Like, come on. <laughs> They're pretty good now. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that. Back well, then, at the time, so I got to experience going to the college that won the national championship. So that's, that's true. pretty rare. I did not miss yeah. out on that. That uh, we got lucky. 2014, yeah. right? 13, 14 15, season? No. Yeah. Yeah, it was a 2013 to 14 season. Yeah. It was. No, 13 to 14. Yeah, yeah, it was our was first it? year there. Oh, yeah. okay. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston's first year. Yeah. 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 Those were the best times. Yeah. All downhill I, from there. I'm yeah. so happy. I'm Both in our lives and Jameson's. Mm. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, got, you went to um, Florida State. You graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You knew that you wanted to do what? So I knew I wanted to do something in the medical field, um, but I value work-life balance a lot. So I looked into professional degrees and I chose optometry. So after um, four years of college, then I did four years of optometry school. And then I did one year of residency, and now here I am. So I just started my first job. That when you're walking through Costco and you see <laughs> yeah. the little eye exam, little center, yeah. the, the, the the person in with the white lab uh-huh. coat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All just right. like on Superstore, I just saw the optometrist <laughs> on Superstore. Yeah, we're watching. Uh, well, at least I'm watching yeah. season five, I think, of Superstore, and that's yeah. when. Um, What's his name? The undocumented guy. Oh, yes. He gets caught and then he comes back and works for yeah. the optometrist. I've yep. never seen the show, but Miles points out the optometrist. Sarah thought it was on. funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that's not all we do. Okay. Um, but I am in a private practice, so I have never worked in a retail setting, but that's a good avenue for those. So you're not a lens pusher. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that's what it is. I think there's a general public misconception about what we do. So I always tell people if I was just doing classes, I would have only had to go to school for a year. Okay. So I right. trained for five years. So like classes aren't that hard. Because it's a, a <laughs> lot of what complex. an optician does, right? Yeah. I mean, opticians are really, they know a lot that I don't know about glasses, mm-hmm. but we like monitor for eye disease. We I work with kids, so... Um, I do a lot of preventative stuff, um, but there's just a lot more to our job than the public realizes. Um, so get your dilated eye exams every year. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. It's the only so I always tell people that um, it's the only place that we can see blood vessels in the body without using, you know, without having surgery or using a scope. So we just hold up a lens and we can see any disease that affects the blood vessels. So. Yeah, we Not can really. screen for all kinds of diseases. So you can see like hypertension stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm diabetes interesting yeah a lot of uh there's like some new age stuff coming out saying like that the eyes are actually a part of the brain Do well you subscribe yeah to that? i mean the optic nerve connects the eyes to the brain so 100 percent it is mm-hmm. um i wouldn't I, I don't know if like new age science was the right label i think that that's that. like just new actual age. science but i think just, i think it's but, just yeah <laughs> You're we'll right. have to, we'll yeah. have to fact check that with yeah. Michael. No. So you can see neurological conditions in the brain too. Like MS yeah. can affect anything that can affect the brain can affect the optic nerve. Like okay. we can catch brain tumors, things like it's just crazy. Like anything that affects the body can affect the eye. 
is there, you, and people don't realize that so is there a lot of or are there are there a lot of conditions that are caught that you may not otherwise catch with with your going yeah, to your normal doctor i would say diabetes is a big one we see hemorrhages in the back of the eye um or hypertension we can see like thinning of the blood vessels narrowing of the blood vessels and then we just recommend that they get tested for that but a lot of times they already know about it but yeah have you discovered uh any patient with a tumor not yet not yet no yeah thank god yeah i've seen patients who have had tumors Mm -hmm. um and effects from them but i haven't discovered them myself so yeah what about um, ulcers some they don't turn into tumors do they what ulcers ulcers on the eye um no that's different that's like an infection on the front surface of the eye oh okay so an infection causes the ulcer yeah okay Mm -hmm. interesting yeah wow yeah, there's so, a lot. So we're not just doing glasses. That's the main takeaway. So five years. That seems yeah. like a hell of a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what so were the first, because the first four were, were school, yeah. optometry so, school. So yeah, what was so that the like? First, the first year was more basic sciences, biochemistry, um, anatomy, things like that. Um, and then we kind of learned about eye stuff the second year. Third year, we started clinical um, practice. And then fourth year was only clinical practice. Mm. So you're just, you're like, it's kind of a progression people and they're doing their routines of so, exams and stuff like well, that. Well, no, you see your, you start seeing your own patients third year, oh, um, okay. but with heavy supervision. So oh. you report to an attending or a preceptor. It's the same with all of medicine. Um, and then slowly you get more independence and they might check less things, but at first they're rechecking everything you do. So mm-hmm. the exams are literally three hours long. Do your patients know that you are still like yeah. doctor in training? Yeah. yeah. So actually it is kind of, um, a myth I would say, or a common misconception that people, um, you know, if you really want good care, you should go to a school because not only is that student doctor who is in all of those classes right now looking at you, but then the, you know, attending doctor is also looking at you and scrutinizing every part of you. Mm. Um, so honestly, it's really good quality care, mm. um, better than if you just went to like maybe a private practice or people might, you might have a different opinion if you're like, you're getting surgery or something. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you're going to cut me well, open. Something not invasive. Yeah, so the thing is, like, that. residency surgeons train at hospitals, and it's kind of known if you have the most complex thing, you want to be seen at a hospital hmm. um, because of all those eyes looking at your case, right? Oh. Because so it's not just one person. Teaching institutions are give really good quality of care. What in about general. haircuts? Like the Avita? I have no idea. I cut my own hair, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably better than me. I, 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 someone once told me they went there to get their hair cut, and I was it's like, probably, why would you do that? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it kind of makes sense because they're learning the I stuff right there. I know that right you have there, to right? pay extra for like a stylist who's been there longer, and I never do. Mm. So, oh, But experience. I have had a lot of people mess up, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah but I don't think I don't you know. can compare that. That's weird. So your fourth year was... The entire year yeah. was basically just seeing patients yeah. on your and, own. Yeah, and you were with me. We moved every three months as a new rotation. So we moved mm-hmm. to Atlanta. We moved to Charlotte. Because we started um, out in Fort Lauderdale. So you did yeah. a couple of rotations there and in yep. Miami. Um. Yep, exactly. And then yeah. we moved to Charlotte for yeah, three so months. F- yeah, you're doing care with different patient demographics every three months. So I worked at the VA and saw only elderly men who have a whole host of pro- their own problems Then different from kids and you know it's just you need all of that different variety to get to learn the best so but then I did my residency solely in pediatrics so 
just a right. year straight of pediatrics. And that's when we went. So after Charlotte, yeah. you did the rotation in Atlanta. And then we, yeah. and then you graduated, yeah. passed your board exams, got certified. Yeah. And then we moved to Boston where you did your residency. Yep. And yep. that's where you're, you're the doctor and these are yeah, your patients. You're still reporting to people, but now they call you doctor. Right. So Ooh, that's how nice. How was that? <laughs> Fancy. It is weird. Um, because I was 25 when I graduated and that just feels weird and it still feels weird even though I have my own patients now but mm-hmm. yeah but was it scary because before it was like it wasn't your patient um I like the fact in residency I could be like let me go talk to the attending I can't do mm. that anymore so I have yeah. to figure out everything on so my now own. it's even more scary <laughs> yeah it is more scary <laughs> now yeah but I mean but I have that's why I like working at a group practice because I ask people questions a lot yeah so. Out of all the cities that you lived in, which one was your favorite? I would say Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Why Boston. It's just charming. Like mm-hmm. it's so cool. much history that you can't get anywhere else. It's a small city, but mm. it feels like an actual city. Um, and it's not overwhelming to like ride the subway. It's really safe. Yeah. Um I not say like it's New a York. Small city. I mean I think it's relative small. to other cities that are comp- like de- that densely populated, like yeah. New York or mm. San Francisco, LA, yeah. it, it feels small. Yeah. It's not necessarily it's small. It's also but- very uh, dense. So I think the actual city, um, yeah. you know, whatever uh, area is kind of smaller yeah. relative to like there's a lot of people packed into that place. Right. I think it's one of the most dense cities in the U.S. Really? It is. It, it actually isn't that big when you look at right. it compared mm-hmm. to New York or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. so there may be areas of it that are just as dense as parts of L.A. and New York. But if you look, if you can put it on a map, you know, New York might be like this versus Boston, just kind of a smaller piece of that. So you just have and especially and even like when you look at L.A. because L.A. has so many suburbs and it's just ginormous. Yeah, it's pretty big compared to Boston. Like it would it might take you a long time to get from one area to, you know, not not that far from another. It, though, honestly. Yeah, you could walk a lot of yeah. it. And, and the the um, the T, that's what they call it. The train yeah. there was really good as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, once you get outside of the city, then it's yeah. kind of just and like the architecture is so beautiful. Yeah. Like I me and Miles would go on walks during like the quarantine yeah. period. And yeah. it was just so amazing Very, what we could like, see every day streets yeah 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 it's just but it's so expensive i can never live there mm. yeah that's really the downside and yeah and we're not yep. city people but if we were yeah <laughs> good yeah i visited once and i thought it was great I yeah mean, like i would definitely go back mm-hmm. uh, to visit just so much to do yeah definitely yeah good food good beer good people for yeah. sure that's why it was Sports. it was such a bummer because covid hit in um maybe like a little a little further past yeah. the halfway mark that we were there so for mm. a, you know maybe a third of the time we were there it was like you couldn't do anything except go on a walk yeah. but we didn't really get that extra time to experience some of the other things we right. wanted to in boston it was a bummer but otherwise yeah it's such a vibrant city yeah there's a lot a of diversity city, too it's like and the education it's just everybody Young as in like young people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Young professional. Yeah. So I don't know. I just yeah, that's true. Because there's so many there's so many colleges there. Yeah, uh, and And universities and and, yeah, yeah, hospitals, and so you always have every year people coming and going. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why you have a lot of diversity because, like, when you whenever you hear 
whenever you talk about like a Boston accent, mm-hmm. um, if you go to Boston and you live in Boston, it. you don't really it's hear really that. Rare. If you go yeah. outside the city, you kind of hear it more in the suburbs and uh, stuff because those are the people who yeah. have lived there for a long time. Right. Yeah. But if you're in the city, you're, re- you're very rarely you're hearing like a it. transplant. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Student. Yeah. That's like when you were. Ta- I think you talked before about how rent has been slashed tremendously because. Mm-hmm. Uh, a large population of that city is students and when everything went online nobody moved to boston to do their schoolwork yep exactly yeah Yeah. the apartment we were living like i would look back at it every once in a while just because i was curious because i had heard in new york and in places in california people were moving away or doing whatever and uh so i was curious and yeah it was it was significantly cheaper It, it basically made it uh a bit more livable like yeah still more expensive than you know here in denver which Mm -hmm. is pretty expensive too but uh but yeah it was like you know you could afford a one bedroom yeah (laughs) i don't think i could have lived in a studio longer than a year yeah Yeah, because we lived in a studio there chose laundry and central air over Mm -hmm. space so you have to choose one or the other if you're living you know essentially an extended stay hotel yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like a little what, kitchen. What's funny is we Barely stayed in an extended stay hotel. So when and it was bigger than our right, studio. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we were leaving, um, when we were like, wow, when we were leaving nice. to move here, uh, we we had like two weeks, I think, where yeah. we had to stay there so she could finish her residency, and it was cheaper because of COVID. Normally, the hotel prices are, in, I mean, you would know that because you you stayed there yeah. are are incredible. But pretty high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we actually stayed in a hotel cheaper than staying in our own apartment. So crazy. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was nicer because uh it was a little bit bigger. We actually had a kitchen <laughs> space. We had, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. kitchen. But then we got here and we were like, Wow, two bedrooms. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that's quite a big move from yeah. Boston. What made you wanna move out west? Uh when we visited you guys the yeah. first time. Yeah. I mean, it just fits me and Miles' lifestyle so perfect. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's endless outdoors things to do. Totally. And yeah. We're never going to do ever since you moved here, yeah. you've done more like hiking, yeah. 14ers, stuff like that than I have. Yeah. I've lived here for like six years. Yeah. I was like literally you were trying thinking, to get it all done. And, well, and like I one. was thinking before I moved here, I was already excited about things to do here. So I like have wanted to do things yeah. for so long. Well, yeah. And to that, to that point, because it gets cold here and you can't do a lot of hiking that that you That's can true. in the summer yeah. sarah yeah. wanted to get a lot of yeah. of that um because there's it's not like we're gonna run out it's not like we'll be like okay we have to get this done this year yeah you know it's like we could still be doing that much stuff i feel like in yeah. five years it's and we'll still cool have things to can, do it's just so cool that you can go somewhere new every weekend and see something completely different it's just really rare like in florida that was impossible to do you know like yeah it was just, you know, you had the beach, but that kind of gets old. And what else is there to do? Like, there's some outdoors. swamps. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. have an airboat. But you also, like, the springs, Swamp you buggies. have to drive so far. It's like everything is so close here. Yeah. I you just can go love to it. Disney. Yay. <laughs> you can hike at Disney. I, Disney is my worst yeah. nightmare. A lot of hiking, a lot of walking. Yeah. There's so many spiders just kidding. and it's bugs not my worst nightmare, and, like, right. mosquitoes. Yeah. Are there mosquitoes here? No. 
No. no. Yeah. I, everything about Colorado Not is really. nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we, we went on our road trip for uh, for winter and we came back and like the car was really dirty, but there was like no bugs yeah. on the front. Yeah. Not a lot of bugs. Your skin still yeah. gets itchy though because of the dryness. My skin mm-hmm. has been really itchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like the more subtropical you get or tropical in general, the humidity increases and it supports uh, right. the life yeah. uh, or ecosystem of like small insects like yeah. that. Um, you still have bugs out here, you know, a lot, a lot of spiders. Yeah. Because uh, it's just kind of more of a desert, like desert climate almost. Oh, yeah, right. you had a black widow in your garage the oh, other day. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But they have they have the uh, tarantula migration here, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but apparently down south near, like, the sand dunes area. Hmm. Um, because, yeah, not a lot of people know there's actual sand dunes, uh, like <laughs> desert sand dunes in Col- like southern Colorado. And I guess there's like an annual uh, tarantula. They're actually not that big, I've heard. They're hmm. like, you think of a tarantula, you think of like something like that big. Or, yeah. Um, but they're I think harmless. They're people smaller. have them as pets. Yeah. Right? Are they harmless? I thought but they were actually poisonous. I feel like um, they probably. You should, you should I don't Google know, that because I yeah. actually want to know. Yeah, I'm kind of. I curious. think they might be poisonous, but I don't think. Um, they're life-threatening and i don't think they're Mm. aggressive um so if you did encounter one in the wild of colorado right uh, i don't think it's a danger necessary um necessarily but um miles is finding out right now if uh, tarantulas i think there probably is a couple a few species that might be more for sure yeah dangerous than the other but um it seems it seems like uh um they migrate across Colorado without any problems each year. So, so they just like walk like across. What? Yeah, what, if you just, go, if you Google what, Colorado tarantula migration, you'll find like they're just they move in for herds. the weather they, they or herds. <laughs> um, that's so interesting. <laughs> probably a seasonal thing. I don't know. Um, Google would know. Yeah. So yeah, tell us so about they them. um they do have poison. Uh, and if they bite you, then it can be unpleasant, but it wouldn't kill you. Yeah. And I think you were right. They don't often bite for whatever reason. Why do they migrate? Can you so the up? Colorado tarantula migration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can, I can figure that one <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Google's a hell of a Google. Um, yeah, I, I learned this a few years ago and I've been here for six years. Um, and apparently it, uh, it happens in late August in into mid September. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. and, uh, it's pretty fascinating. So it seems like it's for mating reasons. Oh, interesting. Mm. So you got spiders on the crawl. <laughs> spider pussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> ex- exactly. Yeah. Down so it's, I never would have guessed that's why they might get it. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, like, how does that help them mate? I don't know. Okay. So, so what this article says, which is from the Denver com. Um, so they claim that the term migration is misleading because it's not actually a migration. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that there's a lot of them that come out and something, something, I think they're mating. Maybe so. they just want to mate uh. in public. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if you think dating's hard, being a tarantula in Colorado, <laughs> you have to trek across a desert to get yeah. laid. Um, yep. That's commitment. It's pretty COVID friendly, That's romantic, too. Actually. So they may, have, they may be onto something. Ooh, so apparently they on their legs they have spines, and so when you if you go to grab them, they can flick their spines up and cut you, which is oh, really shit. weird. Hmm. Like a porcupine, right? That yeah, kinda. Weird. Except I think porcupines they can like they shoot them out, right? Almost. Maybe that's a myth too, because that sounds kind of wacky. Yeah, it does. It's just 
I it think, sounds but i'm gonna believe it like I said it, it. it sounds like it could happen i think i think they're easily um removable i don't know if they mm-hmm. actually shoot them out mm-hmm. uh because then it's it's made to be like a deterrent right so they can escape predators right yeah. so if you try to bite it mm-hmm. get stuck with them hmm. that's, that's a superpower that i could get into having spikes shoot out of me yeah same my opponent my my predator yeah so um What's today? Today is the 9th of January. Happy New yeah. Year, everybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Happy today New Year. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. COVID still quite... Um, Rampant. Quite a big thing here. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're rolling out vaccines. You guys got COVID. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. We got it in November, like the week before yeah. Thanksgiving, I right? I unfortunately gave it to how did that who never leaves the house. <laughs> yeah, so how, how, did, how did you get COVID? Um, I got it at work. Mm. Um, so I got it from a coworker, and I didn't know I was exposed until I had symptoms. So I think it was a Friday and I started, I texted Miles that day that my throat hurt, but it just felt like any other like post-nasal drip from the dryness or anything. So that was a very first symptom. It was so mild. Yeah, it was so mild. I had It's super common for Sarah to have that too. I have sore throats all the time just from dryness and post-nasal drip. Um, so, but I remember texting you about it and I was Mm -hmm. like, should I be worried? And you're like, no, don't worry about it. (laughs) And then as soon as I get off work, like at five o'clock on the dot, my boss calls me and she's like, I have to tell you that you were exposed. Do you have symptoms? And I was like, I don't think so, but my throat kind of hurts. It's probably nothing. Yeah. As Sarah was walking in the door to our apartment, yeah, she's on the phone. Yeah. And I'm standing there like, what's going on? Yeah, you're like slowly putting a mask <laughs> yeah. on. Right. Backing up. Yeah. That's exactly what so, happened. And the rest of the night, I just had a sore throat. And it did get a little worse throughout the night. But um, then the weirdest thing happened. My thighs started hurting. Like, it was like the something I've ever felt before. Like, I work out. I get sore. But it was like like horrible thigh pain and like nothing... a muscle pain or <laughs> yeah it was a muscle pain okay. um but it just felt like so intense like someone was like squeezing my thighs or something wow. um and that lasted i could not sleep because of it it was so bad even though i took tylenol and i was like what is happening like this is so weird um so of course i was googling because that's what you do when you can't sleep from yeah, something you medical. WebMD it and yeah. yourself. I like, got into this whole Reddit thread and I discovered that it is a symptom of COVID to have leg pain. So I was like, oh no. Mm. Um, and so then the next day I just felt sick and had a headache all day and a fever. Yeah. So, um, so that night um, so, we, yeah. we still thought we were like, okay, that doesn't necessarily mean. Right. So she could technically not have it. Yeah. yeah. She could just have another it illness. It was very mild. It could just I be you know something like, random that's what gone. you were thinking at that time yeah. that's what we were thinking yeah. at the time well, so and the thigh pain was gone the next day i just woke up with a headache a really bad headache all day right um, so that was kind of all of the symptoms yeah. that i had at that point and then so. we thought okay even if she did have it i could still not have mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. i slept on the ground next to our bed <laughs> uh in the same room because oh, man, you got th- balls i know been like yeah opposite end of the apartment i know it was so cute, though. you talked to me but, but at first i was just like you probably don't have it right. i don't know yeah. I, it was it was just a weird situation then the next day she felt sick so i was like okay i will be sleeping on the couch yeah. for the next week and i wore a mask yeah you stay in the room keep your mask on uh i'll keep my mask on i don't know why i needed to do that but i'll keep it on 
And then uh, I just gave her all the snacks and stuff she needed. And then, uh, COVID <laughs> snacks. Yeah. What is what does COVID snacks entail? Cheetos. Pop-corn. I will tell you. Yeah. The we'll miracle get to it, cure but... to COVID, folks. You heard yeah. It here. Once you lose your taste and smell, Cheetos is the only thing that I could eat. Honestly, yeah. like really? the texture. Still... Yeah, the texture is so good. Like the puffs, wow. it melts in your mouth, and like the te- Cheetos are so good when you can't okay. taste. It's. I swear, I just <laughs> ate them for two weeks. Yeah. Can you concur to that? Statement? It's uh... a. <laughs> You didn't lose yours like me. I yeah, I, I lost my my uh, smell completely, bit, but yeah. my taste I could pretty much still taste things, uh, just not as well. Um, yeah. well so what, what what were your first symptoms? So I didn't even get symptoms till Monday. So like, uh, so, so I got tested Saturday, Saturday, which was super weird, <laughs> right? Because so Sarah, you called. I think yeah, your boss recommended health. some dispatch yeah. health. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is a service that uh, comes to you to test you? So they come to you for anything, actually. it's super fancy and It's not only COVID, and also it doesn't cost any more than a regular visit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, Is it covered by your health insurance? We are in the future. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it is. Mm. I don't think I I don't think we even got a claim for it. Yeah. Wow. Like, I don't don't think they even sent us a And they said normally they do all kinds of visits, not just COVID testing. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, they, but they were great. Yeah, so Sarah them. called them and they were like, "Okay, we'll come sometime between like five and six or something." something. Like they came later than they that, did, I think. Yeah. It was pretty late. So I, uh, to get in our apartment, you have to have someone come open the door for you. Uh, there's not like a remote access unless you come in the very front door. So and they needed a park, so they parked in our parking garage, and then I put like a bunch of clothes on me, my mask. I put gloves on because I was like, if I don't want to get anyone else yeah. in my apartment sick if I have it. So I like put all that stuff on and I just tried not to touch anything, like tried to hold my breath the whole time. Um, so I go up in the elevator and like these people are putting on like hazmat stuff. It, yeah. was, it was so weird. And so I was like, okay, you guys go to the third floor and I'll meet you down there because I don't want to like go in the elevator with you guys. And they're like, okay, cool. So they go down and I, I meet them down there and they end up going the wrong way i had to go like run after them and get them but we're coming back and this guy passes us and uh some guy who lives there i guess and he the look on his face was just like what the hell is oh, going shit. on here yeah. uh-oh um, lock this shit down yeah and yeah. i was like oh god he saw me mm-hmm. <laughs> um so then we finally got to the apartment and then you can kind of t- yeah. tell how that went they just tested me it wasn't bad apparently the big nose swabs that everyone freaked out about, they don't use them anymore as much. So it was oh. tiny and it wasn't bad. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was a good experience though, them coming. <laughs> it was so easy. Um, yeah. We didn't have to wait any, in yeah. any lines or anything. Yeah. Um, and then we found out I had it. Well, you became symptomatic like two days later. Yeah, because the test didn't come back for like five yeah four because or five that was days. the time where everybody had it yeah so there was a lot well of- also because it was right before thanksgiving yeah. so not mm-hmm. only did a lot more people have it but a lot more people were getting tested so yeah. they could travel mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of delayed so then uh monday i woke up and i was gonna work that day and uh had a, a bit of a cough in the morning but I have pretty bad heartburn, so I just kind of thought maybe it's that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And then it got worse, and then I was basically having to cough like every ten to thirty seconds. Yeah. And it wasn't I've never real had bad a cough. cough. Like that. Yeah, our symptoms yeah. were pretty different. Yeah. Um, in what we had, Sim- like similar COVID symptoms, but kind of in different ways. And by that night, so I had a cough all day. 
Uh, I finished working and then we watched a movie that night and I figured, okay, I have it. I mean, yeah. I was like, so at that point, at yeah, Sarah came out of her cold. Yeah, it was so nice. <laughs> you guys took off your masks. Yeah. Yeah. I was out. like, yeah, we can yeah, cuddle we made now. Yeah. Um, COVID buddies. Yeah. So we watched a movie. Um, Meanwhile, I'm Googling like, can Yoshi get COVID? Which cats can get COVID. Yeah. Luckily, Yoshi didn't. And Yoshi is immunocompromised. Did you make him wear a mask? Well, can he mask? No, I couldn't help cuddling him. I felt so selfish. But, wow. Like, <laughs> I needed him I as need comfort. I need you for this anxiety I'm having. I'm, yeah. Die. There were a couple days when he was kind of more mellow. And we were like, oh my God, I he's going to die. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because he normally sneezes. Yeah. Overall, it was mild for both of us. Like, we never had breathing issues yeah. or anything. But yeah. I think the anxiety of not knowing what's going to happen mm-hmm. because you know That's it can scary. be really bad it was yeah because yeah. you're like what if i'm that unlucky person right um, yeah. But we live right next to a hospital, so I wasn't really that <laughs> worried. True. Like, we could have walked there. Yeah, that's then, true. Like, in some cases, they can't really do a whole lot. Yeah. True. Well, yeah. and I remember we remember that day that you, or Janie, I think, picked up some groceries for us, and mm-hmm. we drove to your house to pick them up, mm-hmm. and we were so tired that was a horrible just from idea. not driving. Yeah. yeah. Horrible idea because what? We were so just, fatigued. Like, it, oh. we barely, like, I don't know it what was it was, crazy. but yeah. getting in the car and having to focus and drive, yeah. I felt horrible. I'm sure your mind, your head was like all like heavy and muddy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like everything that you do normally that's like a medial task seems right. much more uh, exhausting probably. Yep. Yeah, and then we yeah. get home and we're just yep. like, we need a rest. Yeah. Like, it was just like was the fatigue bad. wasn't was like, even. I'm not going outside again. Ever. Yeah, our <laughs> fevers I think only lasted like three to four days maybe. Yeah. And then, but the fatigue lasted a long time. How high yeah. did your fever get? Um, I don't know. I think yours got maybe like 103 Maybe something. not much more than that. Yeah, we took Tylenol mine, a lot. Yeah, so Tylenol helps um, a lot. Yeah, so we would basically it take it, it every and then four hours. We would yeah. kind of take it when we could again, yeah. which would be when the fever's starting to get back up, and then yeah. it would go down again. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think at the most it was like a hundred two point something. Yeah. Um, that we you know happened to check. Yeah. I have no idea what it actually yeah. was. Was there anything else you were taking besides Tylenol that helped? Um, we, I started taking like all the vitamins cause vi- research has shown that vitamin D and vitamin C help and zinc. Um, so I yeah. took all of Magnesium it. Yeah. too, right? Yeah. Didn't we take that? I did. Yeah. Were you guys yeah. taking that before? No, I mm-hmm. took a multivitamin before, but I started taking all of that as soon as yeah. I found out. Like a multivitamin only has like what, like yeah. 200 IUs of vitamin D or something like that. So, yeah. It's not sure. sufficient. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe not even that much. It's probably yeah. like pointless to take one, but yeah. I just take it. Yeah. Yeah, we took a bunch of different vitamins yeah, that yeah. uh was it uh, I think a doctor on demand or something they recommended you take uh, it. Someone recommended I you take saw, some vitamins. I knew that from hmm. work and stuff, but okay. um yeah, and I just kept telling myself like you're not sick, you're not sick. Mine wasn't yeah. that bad. I feel like yours might have been a little worse. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, mine was just to the point where like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Like I was just When I say not that bad, it's relative to how bad COVID is. Of course, like, yeah. 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 So we you know, we had a very mild case of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was like, still bad, but it, it's relatively. Yeah. If you ever had a bad flu where you just have to lay in bed all day, that's basically yeah. what it is. What or what and it was. The for thing us. that was the most distressing. I didn't cry at all until I lost my taste and smell because it didn't sound like a bad idea, or it didn't sound like not a bad idea. It didn't sound that bad, mm-hmm. but until it happens, and then you can't taste or smell anything, and yeah. it, I couldn't eat anything, which I think prolonged my sickness because I couldn't eat. So you weren't getting um, nutrition. Yeah. Or- Exactly. So the, literally the only thing I ate was Cheetos. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. At what point into this 
uh, illness did you lose your senses um, on the tail I think it was day it. five for yeah. me, day and five. it lasted I think it was a week. About day five for me, it too, lasted yeah. a week for me, My, and I got okay. it back the day before Thanksgiving, and it was the best. That thing. was crazy. Yeah. It was like a miracle because yeah. Sarah yeah. loves food. Yeah, like she just I do. loves the taste of food and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, it was really yeah. because so the coworker that I got it from still doesn't have hers. And it's two months later. Oh my God. And I knew that could happen. I had heard of that. And it's very, it, it's really bad. How yeah, depressing, it, it, right? I think I that I would insane. too. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people have had that similar. Yeah. And it's that's common not for rare. it to last yeah. that long. So I think not knowing when you're going to get it back, like that's really yeah. distressing. Not knowing if you'll get it back. Yeah. Could be permanently yeah. damaged. But relatively, I know that's like the least of, you know, people are really suffering from COVID. So I try to keep that in mind. But yeah. it <laughs> was like, it was still. dying or losing my, right. my sense <laughs> yeah. of smell for an, an, yeah. an but it undetermined amount of time. Yeah, yeah it just didn't. Back. I didn't even think it sounded like that big of a deal when mm-hmm. I heard that that was a symptom. But it really affected me. Yeah. The other thing was because... For, like when I started getting a cough, I was kind of like, you know, this isn't yeah. good because that's going to make my chest start hurting. My lungs start hurting when you when you're constantly coughing all the time, you know, like when you have a cold or something. And it was so weird. It went a day, It went away on the first day. Like we we finished mm-hmm. watching that movie I brought up earlier and my cough was gone. Mm. And I was like, shit, maybe I don't have it. But now I do mm-hmm. because I was with Sarah this whole time. Um and we went and laid in bed and within an hour I had a fever and really, really bad chills and just your felt horrible. It was really was weird. Really, like your skin, remember? Yeah, it had like, I didn't have a rash you, or anything on my body, but it was, my it was skin so was sensitive. incredibly sensitive. Like he could feel his shirt like on him bother yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think is sometimes get that fever. when I get the flu. Yeah. 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 I, I just like oversensitive to everything. Right. I'm like super cold. Then yeah. I'm like hot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah so, that's how I was after mm-hmm. <laughs> recently. Yeah, and I then I never had a cough again yeah. besides the occasional just like whatever I had to cough. And you had a cough sometimes, but it was it was pretty Mild, rare. Yeah. But we never had breathing issues, which was the huge thing that we were worried about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and now we're. I feel like we're back to normal. So, mm-hmm. but do you guys def- continue to take supplements? Like <laughs> no, I we should, but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And we've been trying to get into a PCP just to get checked out, and yeah. it's so hard. Like in Denver, they're like, "Oh, yeah. our next appointment's not available well, I, till I July." Think it, I think it really depends on where you go because yeah. um, I thought the same thing because my wife also had that similar experience where mm-hmm. it was like, "Oh, two months out till you get uh, till you can see a doctor." But I cold called because I haven't seen a physician in a couple years because my work, you know. Uh, changed providers i guess and so i just randomly picked a guy by the way his his last name is dickman which i was like <laughs> yes <laughs> points. Nice. um and they they said i that could be seen the next day really like, That's yeah we have an opening we have an opening uh tomorrow maybe something happened where they had an opening yeah. well it was also uh like new year's eve oh, okay. so maybe not a lot of people are going yeah. to the doctor on that day yeah um, well the other thing is they don't want to take on a new patient unless they know they have they can because yeah. if yeah. it's just one doctor at that practice, uh, yeah. you know they can only see their, can o- their schedule can only be so heavy. But yeah, we well, there there was like a couple of Sarah wanted a female uh, doctor. Yeah, ideally, but ideally, yeah. So we just called the ones that are within you know five to ten miles of our place uh, that are PCPs for our insurance and. One of them never called me back, and then the other one said that they don't have an opening until November. 
Interesting. Yeah. Wow, November? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We'll figure it out. I'm sure Jesus. we can just... Yeah. So, I mean, we'll keep yeah. calling. Yeah. There's yeah. some male doctors. We'll call. Like five different places. Yeah, COVID mm-hmm. can cause long-term mm-hmm. things, yeah. even in young people. So you want to get that who checked had a mild in, yeah. yeah, exactly. But so. I think a lot of specialists have some openings mm-hmm. um, for whatever true. reason. Yeah. Like, we had made a... a appointment for a different type of doctor and it was like next week i feel like in general people are kind of trying to avoid those places um if they can so Mm -hmm. i could i can imagine there would be more openings for specialists unless you really are aware of something you need it right um but yeah i got seen like the next day that's crazy and like he's a nice guy i don't know if i'll keep him though like there's a couple of like (laughs) there's a couple of signs that maybe this is not the best doctor though like I got you appropriately. I I wish. No, I I thought it was paying for this. Like (laughs) I at least need to get a little something, something. No, but I get to the place and I'm waiting to be checked in. And first sign that this may not be a a great doctor is there was a vending machine in the waiting room. So while I'm waiting to be checked out for my physical, I'm sitting next to Diet Coke and Twinkies. I'm like, this is really. Like right. really, things aren't doing so hot that you need to supplement your income with vending machine yeah, money. That's like, wow. what, what are you doing? Yeah, interesting. So, the second he wants thing to keep is his patients. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to like give the, him diabetes. Yeah, we have a couple of openings because a couple of our patients died from <laughs> oh diabetes recently. Um, no, but the second sign that maybe this isn't the right doctor for me is, I get in, he comes in, and the guy's a little, little overweight, mm-hmm. which. I don't know. I'm I'm a little judgy when yeah. the guy giving me health advice yeah, is, can't really follow the same advice himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all human. I recognize yeah. that. And yeah. for the sake of comedy, I'll say that. But like, you know, uh, you got to practice what you, pe- what you preach, right? For sure. For yeah. sure. Otherwise like this you guy's can't ex- telling me I need to cut back on sugar and get really? my cholesterol down. And yeah. he's like... Oh, he's eating McDonald's yeah. burger. <laughs> he's over there like, well, dog, maybe you too. Why don't we join up? <laughs> And yeah. we'll like be like our check partners. <laughs> like I have to k- check up on you and see if yeah. you're following the same thing. Um, no, but yeah, I think I don't know. I I know a lot of people probably share that kind of judge yeah. judginess, but I mean, as it's long as he's giving you sound yeah. advice, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Like what I feel like I see going to the doctor different, just because I am like a health professional. But I'm always wondering, like what can I do to make my patients like me more? But I think honestly, a lot of people just like doctors who explain things to them. Mm -hmm. That's what I've realized. Even if they're not the smartest or know all the answers, as long as they explain things and take the time, people like that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what I I noticed. Anytime I've gone to a dentist and instead of just poking my mouth and then leaving and they actually explain things to me. Our dentist didn't introduce herself to me and I was so offended by that. Yeah, yeah. She just walked in and started like doing things. She treated treated us, I would say, maybe a little sexist because she was very, to me, she was very like, hi, I'm, you know, whoever and this and that. She treated me. Maybe she was in a rush, but. Yeah, she could have been or she could have just been like, this is the wife, (laughs) you know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Could be. My dentist was pretty young and hip. Like I had, he was showing me like, uh, he was telling me I need something done with like my mouth, like a surgery. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, I was asking him, oh, is it hurt? And like, what's the recovery? He's like, oh yeah, let me show you. He pulls out his iPhone and he starts Googling photos of the surgery. And he's like, yeah, here's what it'll look like and stuff. And I'm like, that, I've never had that experience before. I've definitely done that. Like really? I, yeah, yeah, I will pull up Google and be like, do you want to see what the back of your eye looks like to my kids? And yeah. they love it. 
and took nice. their parents. But, but yeah. I feel like I'll that's should, more yeah. of a younger it doctor is, yeah. generation thing yeah. to like be using technology to that's help true. like bridge the gap between like doctor and patient like relationship yeah. and like understanding like here's yeah. what's going to be done. Mm-hmm. And before you just had to take their word for it and yeah. then go home and Google it yourself. But yeah. they're actually kind of showing like here's what they're showing online, blah, blah, blah. And um, even like when I went to that doctor, I went to go see an they had a uh, resident uh, audiologist because mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I have tinnit, t- tinnitus. 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 Uh, it's, it's pronounced. Uh, she corrected me. It was. Oh, really? I said tinnitus. She, yeah. she says tinnitus. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Tinnitus. And, I definitely uh, don't say that. She corrected me nice. in a very polite way, so I appreciate yeah. that uh, doctor. <laughs> I don't remember her name, um, but she was also very young. And what yeah. she told me was like, if you want to manage like. Uh, tinnitus and um, understand a little bit more about like the modern understanding of it here's like a social media doctor that you can follow on like facebook and instagram and i was like i have met like this has never happened before that's interesting yeah Yeah. (laughs) like doctors like modern doctors nowadays are like taking to social media to really reach wider audiences and i think too part of it like if they had an older patient, they wouldn't. But it's like mm-hmm. when you feel when you're a young doctor and there's also yeah. a young patient, like you feel like you can kind of talk to them like you're their friend a little yeah. bit. What's the equivalent? I check out this encyclopedia, <laughs> like for older These generations. These are the studies that have been know. shown. Well, the other thing <laughs> is it, it's it's probably a good thing because the alternative could be that she doesn't tell you anything and then you go on WebMD and find out that yeah. you have cancer. That's true. Uh, versus her telling you about this reputable doctor on TikTok or yeah. Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Would it's you... funny though. Like I was, I always tell Miles, like all my patients comment on how young I am, like mm-hmm. probably five times a day at least. And I hear them wow. like talking to the technicians behind my back, like about how I'm so young, but like I'm so mature and all like, it's like people like just, I don't know. They just like notice that. That's like that the first thing. It's because you look um, young. Yeah. I think I look younger than I am, but I... I mean, I'm used to it at this point. I think I might be a little upset when it stops happening, yeah, but also a little that. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like I kind of have to prove myself, but I feel like I have good rapport with all my patients. So it's not. It's like the ageism in the workplace. Yeah. Not that, like not I'll that have, any of your coworkers are. Right. But I'll have them ask ageism, like, how long but... have you, did you go to school for? Yeah. And then I'll be like, well, nine years in total. And they're like, oh, wow, you look way too young for that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> my I, elderly patients will straight up be like, you look 12. Like, like I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, well, you look ninety. When did they start letting (laughs) twelve year olds be doctors? Yeah, my dentist, I found out um, after the fact, uh, is twenty five years old, and I was like, dude. You're younger than I am, and I'm, yeah. like he's gonna be doing these surgeries. But yeah, honestly, you must have just like, what people I will say though, like older doctors, like elderly doctors, they kind of they don't know like the new stuff that mm-hmm. we're being taught in school, and like depending, yeah. There's a certain there's a balance between experience and totally. being fresh out of school yeah, and a, having that motivation, and you know. But if that's in a lot of other jobs too. And yeah, thing. I think each patient is gonna prefer something different, but it's just funny how yeah. often. I get told like it's the first mm-hmm. thing that they see when I walk in there. Yeah, but if I want so if somebody's gonna start cutting me open, I, I kind of want yeah, them to have that's a, a different few story. years under the knife yeah. Uh, yeah. or above the knife, whatever you want to say that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I do appreciate like the modern take on things because yeah. science and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it is always changing, and some some um, doctors can get a little lazy. 
mm-hmm. they can not be keeping up with the latest thing and yeah. that could uh, lead to you know misdiagnosing things or doing things the old way when right. there's a new way of doing things that's much more effective and yeah. can treat it faster yeah um, there's but, a lot of new biotech devices and medicines that are coming out or have studies uh, coming out all the time mm-hmm. uh, and if you're not someone if if in your fear uh, field if you're a gastroenterologist or whatever looking into that stuff all the time then you're mm-hmm. falling behind you might be giving your patient an operation or uh, some kind of medicine that's not as good as something well, else i think in general though like you have continuing education like that's not really like they know about it a lot of, i'm talking more about like really like elderly doctors a lot of them don't even do surgery anymore if they you know they're just sure but yeah I, with I think treating could... simple cases of, of things with optometry what kind of um continued education is required it varies by state mm-hmm. um i think colorado is like 12 hours a year i want to say mm-hmm. um and what does that consist yeah. of? so it's normally in person um this year it's been allowed yeah. to be remote, uh, but it's just like lectures, essentially okay. 12 hours of lectures and, and you, you get, get to pick. choose. Okay. There's some required topics that you have to do, um, mm. but pretty much you get to pick. Yeah. And, and other states have harder. Do the, are those required topics picked by like the board or, and they do, they it's, change. Yeah. Annually? And it's state by state. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if they see something that if, if they recognize something in the industry that is like invaluable and needs to be probably they're like okay now okay uh you've like yeah i mean i don't see that i i don't know um like when something big changes some um like maybe like covid and the eye there's a lot so you know it's not required but i did see a lot of that like at the last conference um there was a lot of covid lectures yeah Hmm. um but i think they don't require them so it's kind of up to you so because everyone does things differently like i'm not gonna look at like all this adult disease if i'm not seeing adults yeah you know mm-hmm. so interesting yeah. so covid um came and went it was, it was so weird because uh you guys were uh planned to come over to our place yeah. for thanksgiving yeah. and of course i was like and, and it was like the the i guess cdc amount of days um required or like preferred barely yeah it like was like, like the, the day, day before for, for me thanksgiving yeah, so, and yeah. they were like and you guys were like should we can, like how do what do you guys think should we come over and we we're like <laughs> Probably maybe attack on like five days yeah. Yeah. that number and yeah, we'll exactly. see you in the following week yeah maybe which was probably a good idea yeah. because even i don't think we were contagious but probably. we probably weren't not. even like yeah i mean actually we were pretty healthy on thanksgiving but even on thanksgiving day uh after cooking and stuff we were just tired. for ourselves yeah, yeah we kind of yeah. i started not feeling so good yeah so. and it and it, it's weird because like for me like i still have my innocence like perspective of not getting covid and so i could see if like i did get covid i'd be like no i'm ready to get back in the world baby <laughs> yeah let's go let's do this yeah. Um, yeah when you lose your covid virginity but yeah. it was kind of sad that we all couldn't do thanksgiving together yeah especially <laughs> since it was your first uh thanksgiving yeah and my sister yeah. was gonna come too yes um but Mm-hmm. oh well it's just yeah. funny how the timing worked out and then like a month later i was eligible to get the vaccine so yeah. i only had to make it one more month so yeah. vaccine yeah what's you got it i did get it yeah i got it on new year's show Eve. us your shot yeah <laughs> no. um, a lot of people are actually site. like 
week after getting redness i don't have any but mm, yeah. yes that's even a week after mm-hmm. oh wow so how did, um, how does this work so Walk us i through it. well i somehow got included in like the first round of people um in colorado because i'm affiliated with a children's hospital okay um so i technically work for them through their community practice um because there there may be scenarios where you or your or your other peers may have to go to the hospital no, maybe not, not really, you but, but some i do of the have MDs, hospital right? privileges there yeah right. so i got included on that and right. um i could get it right away um i waited a little bit since i just had covid and um but i got it on new year's eve and it was super easy i could just sign up online um the children's hospital i found out was like the um, place that got the most amount of vaccine in Colorado out of wow. all the hospitals. So, Lucky um, yeah, so I think it might've been a little bit of luck, but, um, now we're already in phase one B <laughs> and every healthcare provider can get it. So, mm. um, so I got it on new year's Eve. We had a nice sushi dinner and <laughs> fell asleep like 1130. Well, yeah, and say. it was super easy too, because we oh, had yeah. just gotten back from our trip. And then, yeah, we, we drove home from our trip that day right? and you drove me there on like, um, and I just walked in. I reg- pre-registered online. Just walked in, got it. Ten Where? minutes later, I was done at the Children's Hospital. Oh, at, yeah. At, okay. So yeah. They come, they're coming in there. They're storing it there. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like um, in mm-hmm. the conference room, they have a little area set up, and they're yep. doing like four at a time. And mm-hmm. there was no line. I just walked right in. It was super easy. Yeah, because you you scheduled the time and everything. Yeah. So it should be orderly. Yeah. There shouldn't be any. Exactly. And and how long it was just like getting Two your flu seconds. shot. So yeah. I know other places make you wait around for 15 minutes to monitor adverse effects, but mm-hmm. they didn't do that for me, oh. mm-hmm. um, which I've heard most other places do, but I think maybe um, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but I didn't have to wait. So it was super easy. Meanwhile, I went to go park. I found a parking spot. And then as soon as I parked, she's like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. I and I didn't feel up. any, the shot was painless. I don't mind shots at all, but it was just like a flu shot if you've had that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at 2 a.m. on New Year's Eve, I woke up and I felt like I had a fever and I was like, this is weird. Why do I have a fever? I had forgotten that I got the vaccine. Mm. Um, so I checked my temperature and it was like 99 and I okay. was like, okay. Um, so, but then I couldn't sleep cause I just felt nauseous and I was like, maybe it's the sushi. Um, uh, yeah. and then I just couldn't sleep like the rest of the night and, I had my fever ended up getting to like 102 the next day. I had horrible chills the whole day. Didn't eat anything all day. Muscle aches. Like I felt like I had COVID again. Wow. Um, And I hadn't heard of anyone having that reaction. Like I had a lot of um, coworkers who had gotten it and just had a sore arm. Um, So I was like trying to research things online. Nothing about people who had COVID because I was thinking that it was because I had COVID. Um, And then it got got to the point where... She had a high enough fever. I don't remember what it was. I think it was almost 104. It's like 103 yeah. something. Kind of serious. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I thought, I and she was laying yeah. in bed, just like not responding yeah. as well. And I was, I like, I seriously thought, should, like, should we go to the <laughs> ER now? Yeah. I was or texting are we going to have to like, go like, soon? India Especially since normal. this is like, this is uh, no. cutting edge science. Right. right. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. And I hadn't heard of this. And I mm. knew that you could get side effects for the second dose. And okay. you can get side effects for the first one, but it's much more common with the second. So I kind of thought that it was because I had COVID and I had already had antibodies. 
And then the 24 hours later, I was fine. So I felt fatigued the rest mm-hmm. of the weekend, but I had no fever. And now yeah. I'm back to normal. My arm's fine. So for the entire duration of your the symptoms, day, how long? Yeah. 24 hours. 24 so hours January 1st, it was the whole day. I was just in yeah. bed. And yeah. then at, at, at the end, was it kind of like like that and it went away i went to bed and then i woke up feeling way better so i think overnight it got a lot so by the time you went to bed which was maybe like nine or ten o'clock yeah uh your fever was just a low it it was was just a high temperature yeah and then i woke up feeling just fatigued the rest of the weekend but pretty Mm -hmm. much back to normal yeah yeah so but crazy. I knew it was working because that's a normal reaction to have for a vaccine. Um, I had never had a reaction like that to a vaccine before, but it makes sense that I had it since I had antibodies yeah. already. And we're, um, I think we should point out that we're in no way saying that yeah. this was bad. I yeah. just kept telling myself that, that I'm get immune, I'm afraid. extra immune. Yeah, yeah. Go, it, when, when it's available yeah. and you're yeah. in that category of people that they're letting get it, yeah. you should get it. And I intend to get it. Right. I know Miles Me too. And then I went this. to work on Monday. Yeah. Um, I also got mouth sores, which is common when your immune system is kind of down. Um, but I went to work on Monday and all these people had a fever. And I was like, okay, it's not uh, just me. But okay. it ended up being everybody who had had COVID. Oh, really? Which I just thought was interesting mm-hmm. that they didn't, like, nowhere online could I find anything about that. Really? Yeah. Well, um, after this is published, so, now you can. Now, now. we know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but now I am a little worried for the second dose, just mm. my reaction. I'm definitely still going to get it, but I plan to take the next day off work. Yeah. When, so. when are you supposed to get the second dose? Um, January 28th, the weekend your family's here. So that would be huh. 28 days later. Yeah. So I got Moderna and you get it 28 days after the booster shot. Um, okay. And then with Pfizer, it's um, 21 days after. What's the difference between the shots? Do you know? Um, in the mechanism, there's a slight difference, but they're both about the same effectivity, like 95%. Uh-huh. And did you say there's and, one is more concentrated or something um, than the other? Moderna has like 100 micrograms of the vaccine and Pfizer has 30, but it's, that doesn't affect like any side effects. It shouldn't, it just shouldn't affect it is, anything. Yeah. And do you yeah. know the mechanics of how this vaccine um, works? Not, do you feel I, I do, no, I don't feel comfortable okay. with that. Right. I, I know, like I've read it several <laughs> times, but no, I'm not immunologist. We'll get, we'll I cannot have, explain uh, it. Yeah. Else on. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Michael Butler maybe yeah. could explain it. But basically the main thing to know though, is it's not a live vaccine. So it's, it's impossible to get COVID from the vaccine. Right. You can't. Well, there's right. no coronavirus in it. There's no coronavirus yeah, it's like a in it. It affects. Virus. It's an RNA vaccine, so okay. it affects your um, RNA, I think. And it, it and um, but it's not a live vaccine, so it's safe for pregnant people theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's no the worst side effect is probably it not working. Like there's not there's probably not going to be any long term <laughs> side effects. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or or I think they've said if you're someone who commonly has allergic reactions right, of to course things. yeah and allergic reactions maybe you should stay away have from you them. seen exactly. the the photos of people with filler like oh, like yeah. uh in their face yeah you mentioned that's interesting. that and they're they're getting very like blotchy I have, red and, yeah. and all that yeah that's interesting yeah yeah I, it's going to call out all the superficial people I know. <laughs> but i think it go, i've read that it goes away quickly too though yeah. so um, but it's definitely more intense than the flu vaccine. Like the mm-hmm. flu, I still get a sore arm for about 24 hours, but this one I like could not lift my arm. And rightfully so. Um, I mean, the COVID is yeah. much more deadly than the flu yeah. is. Yeah, but I think, you know. I think there's some people who also have kind of nasty reactions to the flu vaccine Yeah, as well. 100% there is. It's a normal mm-hmm. immune response. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a really significant one because I had COVID recently. Yeah. And most people don't have that. There was um, actually a point 
stupidly probably where we yeah, actually thought too where we well, were that's like when, yeah. wait maybe you do have I know, COVID like, again maybe I got COVID <laughs> we on did the just trip. go on vacation yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah wouldn't that be crazy if uh, you did like get COVID again and then at the same time someone got the told shot me one then... of the MDs told me that happened to someone he knew what? yeah really? she got COVID symptoms a few because you're not a, for <clears throat> regular people um you're not immune after the first dose I have a feeling I am because of my reaction you but you're not immune until the second dose yeah so even if you do mm-hmm. have a bad reaction you need to get the second dose and then it's 10 to 14 days after that that you're immune mm-hmm. so let's let's call it 48 days so uh month and a half month yeah. and a half yeah. uh, till you're ready to go mm-hmm. from first yeah. to immunity and the thing really? is too 48 they, days what they say yeah, so it's, it's 95 wow. percent effective at preventing symptomatic covid but they don't know about asymptomatic covid so mm-hmm. you still need to wear your mask and everything mm-hmm. because they think that you might still be able to spread it mm. probably not but like they just don't know so we still have to yeah. wear our masks as soon you know, as i like get mine i'm partying hard no that's the opposite <laughs> of what you should do nope don't care <laughs> All you Florida people, I'm coming oh, down no. there. I'm going to Home no. Depot, and I'm not wearing I know y'all masks. are open, so we're going to have a grand Florida. old time. Well, you can do that now. I was hoping that you would like split the vaccine up four ways. Just like know, give right? me a little. Yeah. I told her to put like a fake you guys, shoulder on yeah. where yeah. it went into a little bag, and then we could do that. You know? So, But the thing is interesting is that Colorado, I think, is organized pretty well. Um, but my parents are trying to get it in Florida, and they um, – qualify because they're over 65 and they because florida's doing it differently than and it's county the cdc by county. said it's county by county mm-hmm. so um it could vary definitely but you couldn't they told me that you couldn't make appointments online yeah. so you had to show up yep and my mom said like sh- there's people with oxygen tanks like all like in line fighting for a spot and oh my God. i guess 600 people showed up when they only had 300 doses and yeah. so my parents just went home yeah i kind of i but, have heard similar things where it's not not a great execution plan. Yeah, and, and I think it might people. be easier if you're affiliated with somewhere that has the right. vaccine mm-hmm. like me. Like, I think mine might have been a special case where it was pretty easy for me, but yeah. I but anticipate ex- a lot of issues. Their and- excuse is that in the past seven months, they haven't had time to set up some kind of online system <laughs> oh for God. reservations. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, down in Florida, you have people in lines you know hitting each other with walkers trying yeah. to get this thing i know i was like i can i give my vaccine to my mom like yeah i would rather but and also it's interesting on where they're setting up like it, it makes sense for like hospitals um but they were saying like supermarkets like king supers Publix, mm-hmm. like also will have um or getting like freezers to be able to set up to, to, yeah. to yeah. deliver vaccines but i think mcdonald's should be <laughs> Like everybody who's eating McDonald's probably should yeah, qualify. I mean, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a genius idea, right? You yes. get like, can yeah. I uh, get a number one, please, as um, well as with my vaccine? Also, so I'll when take you pull the up, they give you, it will give you the your your Big Mac and fries, and then you just stick your arm out the window. That should be the thing, like yeah. free vaccine for mm-hmm. a Big Mac. It's like a Happy Meal, but for adults. Or yeah. if you get a, you get a free Big Mac if you get the vaccine. <laughs> That would be oh a, an awesome promotion, right? Yeah, it, it it's like here we're gonna cure COVID, but we're gonna give you diabetes, which is also like uh, bad for COVID. Just as bad. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they do the general public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's where I think like places like yeah, Walmart, I could see Walgreens, Walgreens and CVS, CVS too. Yeah. And I know I read something on Reddit, so I don't know how true it is, but um, 
these people said that they were just hanging around like shopping in Walgreens and Mm -hmm. it was the end of the day and they had extra vaccines. So they've just went around the store like asking, or when they have people who don't show up for their appointment, uh, supposedly they have, they, they already take the vaccine out of the freezer and for whatever reason, can't put it back or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to be maintained at a a certain temperature. And then once it leaves that temperature, Mm -hmm. I don't think it can, it'll spoil it or yeah. something if it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Go, so, know. also, I am not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I am, do but not, not that kind of doctor. Please do not take vaccine advice yeah. from me. Yeah, I don't um, know. So, what that. we're saying is go to Walgreens yeah. and just hang out there just all hang day. Out, yeah. Hope that they maybe yeah. they have a few laying around. <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that because if they, if you do do that, then Walgreens is going to stop just giving out vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to stop supporting this podcast. By the way, go to Walgreens forward slash vaccine to get sign up for you. Uh, slash uh at the lucky duck yeah um so yeah so now that you have the vaccine you're waiting to get the second dose um are are you excited about doing anything like are you like less worried about going to restaurants yeah i think i'm not i think that i I want i feel comfortable seeing your parents that's the only thing yeah i do feel comfortable seeing my parents now knowing that i won't give it to them Mm -hmm. um but i'd love if they were vaccinated first yeah um because they don't know if i can still spread it when i'm asymptomatic mm-hmm. um but as far as everything else like not really i feel like it doesn't change anything for me i still i don't really social distance at work like i wear a mask i'm still gonna wear a mask mm-hmm. um i guess it's nice like the compliance with mask wearing at work people don't like it always slips down and things like that so i am exposed a lot um to different people but I'm just going to point out. I didn't out, end up getting COVID from a patient. I kind of so. like the whole mask thing because uh, yeah. when it's cold out, it keeps your it face does. pretty warm. It yeah. does. And also, yeah. I don't want people knowing where I am. Yeah. Like, if I go to the supermarket, I don't want to talk to you, man. Or if I don't feel like wearing makeup and I have like acne, which I have all the time now from the mask. Yeah, you don't have to wear yeah, makeup anymore. Just do makeup from Yeah, the, I, that's from what I do for up. work. I'm not yeah. joking. Yeah. Because yeah. when I don't wear makeup, I look even younger. So mm. I feel like I have to wear a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess um, I don't know. I always make the joke when I get it. I'm I'm like getting on a plane to Vegas and just going. <laughs> no, yeah. that's I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, once so we're we're probably I I heard Dr. Fauci say that herd immunity. We need like seventy percent mm. of the population vaccinated, which he thinks will happen in some like late summer. Summer. That's like I think that's an optimistic view because. I don't know. I I, I've been talking to people, enough. and the rate of of which they're giving out the vaccine yeah. right now, it would take eight plus years to get the entire yeah. population of America. But Biden will be president. <laughs> I mean, who knows? What, yeah. what, what will change? I know. Like, yeah. I don't know if he can just flip on a no. switch. No, I don't think it's make a, this shit faster. I don't think it's a problem with the number of vaccines they have. I think it's just a problem with. Like the logistics, like the, there's, yeah. it's easy for the government to be like, okay, we're going to give all these vaccines out, but then it's like all the hospitals, mm-hmm. all the clinics, all the pharmacies, all do things differently. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's pretty good to be in the the refrigeration industry right now because they're ordering <laughs> a shit ton of freezers That's to keep true. this to keep because yeah. you, you have to keep it at a certain temperature. Yeah, good it's point. very strict, or else mm-hmm. like all these vaccines will spoil. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when you manufacture screens and there's been a hurricane. Yeah, that's true. Wow, are you saying there's some kind of conspiracy tied to the in, the screen industry and hurricanes? Obama. Obama. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, COVID vaccine, what's yeah. next? I mean, it just, it's the starting, it's the beginning of the end, I would say. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's, I feel 
good about you know at least we have that was record time and a lot and one thing I will say is that everyone's like how could it happen so fast like did they cut corners but they have been working on this technology for 10 years I read and they just you know COVID just fit into that mRNA Mm -hmm. vaccine because there's other vaccines in other countries that are being developed like I think one of the ones that was it China or Russia had developed was not the same mechanism. Mm-hmm. And theirs is the one that doesn't have to be refrigerated oh, or whatever it is. I, I think it's like a one shot, but it's huh. not as effective. So there's, uh, there's other vaccines. That yeah. I mean, it's not too. like it's brand new technology. Right. It's like yeah. scientists have been working on it. But this, at the so. same time, like, I think we'll look back at this moment it's, yeah. and just be like, this is probably one of the greatest scientific breakthroughs hundred percent, yeah, in modern history. Yeah. Um, definitely it's so i don't want to take away from that yeah for sure but as far as safety goes Mm -hmm. people are like yeah they don't know what's gonna happen that's the other thing about for me getting the the other thing about getting the (laughs) 70 percent um population vaccinated is that uh at least i've heard from people uh who say they're probably not going to get it or don't want to be uh one of the people who gets it first it's like well at some point somebody has to get it first yeah i was like here, take me arm, yeah. like, please give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you're young, I think all a it, lot of healthcare workers like. are like that, just because we are exposed. Yeah, a lot maybe. To, just I mean, random people. I, but I, I, don't I was know. hearing about even. Uh, I'm sure there's staff yeah. in in LA. Yeah. Who aren't getting it? Yeah, um, I'm sure yeah. that that's. that's yeah. Even though they're slammed there, yeah. who who aren't getting it because they don't want to get it. Right. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's me. there's definitely people who right. don't want it. But it, yeah. but it's it's just to me that's kind of strange. Um, well, I've also heard but, like hospitals are, if they need a bed, they're kicking out the deniers, like the COVID deniers. Oh, really? Like, I haven't heard yeah. that. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I read that and I, I don't know if it's true, but can we that. Google that? I, I, I have, not. I have seen it. It was a while back. It wasn't anything recently where there was a lady who was a, uh, was a COVID, mm-hmm. uh, hoaxer. She thought it was a hoax. Yeah. What was in the hospital with COVID. COVID yeah. And they were like, lady, this is what You're you dying, have. And she's lady. like, no, I don't. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I have Listen, something else. You're lying cool. to me. Oh my gosh. Um, thank you. Have a nice day. Next in line. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else will take your spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It, like if you're if you're going to the the depths of denying COVID while they're telling health professionals and experts are telling you have COVID while there's a a 20 person mm-hmm. line at the door of the hospital waiting to get a hospital right. bed think have a nice day yeah. thank you very much and the same with the vaccine it's like not about you it's like also about protecting other people too you know yeah it's like the herd if everybody thing. could just get it yeah yeah <laughs> but. There's always going to be those people. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, so I didn't find anything about um, about that. But yeah, it, could just, it could just be old it's news. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand my ground and say somewhere <laughs> in, I, in in America so, they're doing that. So I mean, if you if you look at California or L.A. that area, I mean, they're they're getting to the point where they're telling medics not to bring people who probably oh, won't live crazy, back yeah. to the hospital. So if you're if you're if you're thinking maybe I could save that person versus someone who's here who's saying I don't have covid then it's like well we then we're not going to treat you for covid it. leave covid is a conspiracy right. yeah so i mean it kind of makes sense i could believe it i don't know liability wise it seems seems not uh so good yeah i don't know how they're skating around that but <laughs> you know yeah. maybe they're just letting them go like, yeah hey, you, you're free to go okay bye 
Yeah, maybe. What is it like um, when you're working with kids? Like they wear masks while yeah, you're giving an exam? They do. They're pretty yeah. good about it? Um, I wouldn't say pretty good. A lot of them are pretty good about it. Yeah. I mean, um, I feel like it's hard for a kid to Honestly, be I feel like fidgeting. the adults are sometimes worse than my kids. Like yeah. some adults like will pull their mask down to talk to you and you're like, a lot of people do of that. Yeah. A lot of people do that. I don't like, think they I realize. I think it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Like you said, I think they're just doing it be- and they Happen. don't Yeah. Understand. And like, that's the thing. Like I'm sympathetic to people who also maybe don't leave the house a lot and don't wear a mask uh, a lot. It's socially awkward. They don't, they but at the same time, like I straight up ask way. like people to put their mask on and pull their mask up if they're not yeah. wearing it. Right. So, yeah. but I do have to say it a lot, um, I mean, especially with the kids. Yeah. I mean, I, like, but for, a lot for of me, parents will help too. And just be like, pull your mask up. For me, I work from home always have, well, before COVID at least yeah. uh, for some period of time. And there'll be times where I don't leave the house for a while because like yeah, here at least exactly. lately you can't, there's nothing really yeah. to do outside besides go for a walk. <laughs> so I'll literally forget like I need to bring a mask with me cause I have to go to target or yeah. something because I haven't kind of been out for a while. So I don't re- really remember what it's, what, what it's like, which yeah. is kind of weird experience. Right. And like I use lenses, so I, they get foggy a lot and it's like, mm-hmm. A lot of people wear those masks that are like either bandanas or those ones that are like not really effective and like mm. the lens will get like super foggy and I'm just mm. like, well, <laughs> that's their breath. I'm going to call so. out a business um, because I was there the other day and I saw two people walk in without any masks when there's a um, big sign on the door, <laughs> the sliding doors say you must have a mask to enter Mm -hmm. and nobody in the store said anything to them they just let them go about their business Mm -hmm. harbor freight tools which probably not a surprise (laughs) yes but shame on you guys for not enforcing that you guys are part of the problem not the solution yeah wow Um, not sure that's going to reach anywhere but (laughs) just had to call it out yeah yeah um, yeah, well, that was really weird. Yeah, me. I mean, it's I'm not like, that no. hard. Like, people no. make such a big deal out of it, but like, I forget that I'm wearing it after so long. Like, it's not that. Sometimes I'll like try to drink water, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like not that big of a deal. Yeah, you know, like the only thing that I don't like is it gives me acne. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Or if you're wearing glasses. Yeah, it clogs annoying, up the right? glasses. Yeah, clogs up your glasses. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know that's, why people make it such a big deal. That's it's that's like, so weird because um when we right when we moved here is like right around the time I think they first started implementing the mandatory mask thing. Mm-hmm. Um and but but it wasn't like in full effect yet. So I went to go pick up a pizza, I think it was. I think it was down at the Michi's place and there were people without masks on and I was like I just came from Boston and Yeah, like, Boston was people really walking down the street by yeah. themselves wear a mask. Yeah. But it was it was su- it was really surreal, and I was just like, "That's what people's faces look like. That's so weird." Yeah. And then, uh, well, it's interesting. That, I've never it- seen any of my coworkers' full face. Like, I mean, when we drink yeah. water and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it's actually really hard to recognize people when you're meeting a lot of people without mm-hmm. the bottom half of their face. Yeah, totally. for sure. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But one day, one day we'll look normal again. Yeah. So, so yeah, so let's talk about you're a twin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's uh and there's a kind of like a cool story behind that right yeah so i am a twin um my mom is older so both my parents are older um and that's because my mom tried to get pregnant for 10 years so she struggled with infertility and back then in vitro was like a little newer um so she did try in vitro and she had a miscarriage and then they figured out that 
um, my mom's body was attacking my dad's sperm, which is a really rare problem apparently. Mm. Um, so they, they did this experimental procedure where they injected my mom with my dad's white blood cells um, to get her body like used to him. And then, wow. um, and that's how I was born. And then my mom went through an IVF that's cycle. Crazy. Just yeah. to think about that, like they put his yeah, white blood cells injected, into her. Yep. Yep. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's yeah. I don't know. You know, it might be more common now. I don't know. But yeah. back then it was kind of experimental. And how, what's um, the, what's the success rate? Yeah. That, that well, actually... that, I don't know about that, okay. but in general, in vitro fertilization without that, even, um, over age 40, is only 10 percent 10 to 11 percent so women over 40 who do this in vitro are only 10 percent effective 10 percent chance of conceiving okay yeah um so my mom like had that little procedure mm -hmm. um in between so i think that helped her um but yeah that's how i was born so i was a test tube baby so after 10 years of trying they got two of us yeah even in, so, in vitro was was pretty new yeah, back then right yeah Mm -hmm. So not only was the white blood cell thing right. kind yeah. of experimental, but in vitro yeah. was, it was super expensive, I think, right? Yeah, I don't know it about back expensive. then. I know now it is. Yeah. Now it's yeah. super expensive, but now it's like done and, all the time. And it's and it's pretty kind of, it's like rough on the, the woman. It can be. My mom said she didn't have any side effects, but oh. it definitely can be. It can cause a whole. And how many times did she problems. have to try it? Twice. Twice. Because the first yeah, time they didn't. she had a miscarriage the first time. And that was before they did the white blood cell yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then they realized, okay, this is probably what it was. Yeah. And then how long is that whole process? Do you know? Um, What process? Like in vitro or the yeah, whole the thing vitro, for my right. mom? I know. I think it was about a year and a half maybe. So a year and a half and then. And then they find out that she's pregnant? Um, no, like a year and a half for her to get the procedure and then go through another cycle of IVF. Like I know okay. she had her miscarriage at age 39. So she had the first procedure, had the miscarriage, and then she had it again. And then she became pregnant with you and Tova? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is your sister's name? Yes, And is, yeah. um, And then after the... So then... Was she afraid that she would have a miscarriage? She again? was really scared. Yeah. She mm. told me that she, every time she went to the doctor, she was nervous. And the first time when she found out she had twins, she was really nervous that there would be a heartbeat at all. But then there was two. Oh, so, yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So she, yeah. luckily, it worked out in the end. But uh -huh. yeah. So and the, and also, like being that age is in general, even without in vitro, is just a high risk pregnancy with twin Twins is always a high risk yeah pregnancy and then being older is also high risk so combined is it yeah. a high risk for a disability in the child at a, at an old it can at be. that both, age yeah it can be um for regardless the, if it's in vitro yes. or because it's yep. just the egg right yeah. it's the age of the egg yep so yeah i think they consider over 35 i don't know exactly i'm not an ob i think i remember I think learning in genetics yeah. class it was like 40 years old yeah you should you should not uh, do much yeah. after that. I mean, people do it, but I think the risk yeah, is so, just a lot Yeah, so we higher. turned out okay, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, some people would question that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thrown shade. I know. No, but so then then you guys were born, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Like that process. I know. The, the chance yeah. of you being born was, was so slim. Yeah. It's kind of a miracle, right? Yeah, definitely. Has that like impacted your life in mm -hmm. any, like in motivational ways or stuff like that yeah so that um combined with my grandpa's story which um you guys are familiar with 
Um, but that's, yeah, it's definitely impacted my life. It's just shaped like who I was. I think my parents both kind of raised me. Like my dad, I remember he would come into our room every night and be like, you're so lucky for what you have. Like never forget that you're so lucky to have everything that you have. Um, and I think like they realized that, I mean, when I was young, I didn't realize, but it was just like a miracle that we were even alive. So because of the in vitro and my mom being older and then also my grandpa's story, mm-hmm. um, which I'll get into, but yeah. So, cool. um, yeah, so that's just kind of shaped like how, like, I feel like the number one thing, um, the number one way that I live my life is with gratitude. So, yeah. And yeah. then, and then of course, uh, do you want to get into your mom's, um, I guess, would yeah. you consider that a disability or illness now? Yeah, so she has something called spinocerebellar ataxia. So that's um, a mouthful. It is, yeah. So <laughs> I, we just call it ataxia. Ataxia, yeah, um, that's but right. spinocerebellar is yeah type two. Um, is there is there a different type of ataxia? Yes, I know there's, there's well. So ataxia well, in the medical community just means like. Um, I think it means like loss of balance or like impaired balance or something like that. Okay. Um, but spinocerebellar ataxia, there's like a, t- a bunch of types. Um, my mom's type is autosomal dominant, so it's a genetic disease. Um, so I have a 50-50 chance of having it. Um, but what it is, it's a deterioration of the cerebellum. So it's a neurological oh. condition. Um, her cerebellum, she cognitively, cognitively, she's all there. Um, but over time, her cerebellum will get worse. Yeah. And the cerebellum yeah. is used for what? So any repetitive movements. Um, the best way to think of it is if you're drunk, the cerebellum is why you can't walk. Because it's poisoned yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. So the cerebellum is affected when you're Balance. drunk. Yeah. Wow. So my mom kind of looks like she's drunk sometimes. No offense, mom. Shout out. If you're <laughs> She'll admit it. I'll be hundred percent. Yeah. Like my mom. I don't. My mom couldn't pass a sobriety test, and like <laughs> yeah. we talked about that. Like, oh, what if you get pulled over? Like they are gonna <laughs> oh, think you're crazy. impaired. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like it's literally like being drunk. Like you can't walk straight. You. Um. She has problem with any. Um, repetitive movement so like writing talk or swallowing mm-hmm. um yeah I would does say. she get vertigo um yeah, that's no thing. it's a little or it's different more just balance. it's more like balance okay. she explained mm-hmm. it to me as like she feels like she's on a surfboard all day Whoa. Oh, yeah wow. so she Sounds nauseating. can't drive anymore um but so she can walk when she's sitting down she feels like yeah a little yeah off? okay yeah um, I think it's worse when she's walking, but yeah. her, like her dad had it um, and she got it from her dad and he oh. was in a wheelchair and couldn't, I think he, I don't know if he could talk at the end. So her da- um, her dad, they yeah. didn't know what that was, right? Yeah, they just he knew he had an issue. For it. Yeah. Whoa. My mom started showing symptoms around age 50, maybe for, like late 40s, and that's 50s. Terrible. And she got tested and she was diagnosed. And so, so she sees... That's typical for her type her of ataxia? Type, yeah. To have Different it later ataxia in life? is like I've had patients actually who have a certain type of ataxia called Friedrich's ataxia. And they oh. that onsets at um, like age like teen, teens. Oh, it's so So sad. they have like all my mom's symptoms as a teen. Hmm. And they can't walk and things like that. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, hers is like a less severe type for sure. And so she can she can still walk. She can, yeah. But um, she has usually has her. to have she someone has to help a her cane or, a cane. or help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. she might get to the point where she needs a wheelchair, but mm-hmm. yeah, she still stays active though. And so. that's super important, that's right? Yeah, yeah. Fitness. Or yeah. Exercise. So there's no fitness cure. and diet. Yeah, there's no cure for it. Um, 
but yeah but i also like spreading awareness because it's such a rare disease that like doctors don't even know about it so like Mm -hmm. um she's actually in a clinical trial right now so she's taking a pill that's like um it's at gainesville at us actually um yeah so she goes there and they pay for her and i she Uh thinks she has the placebo because nothing's happening um but she's heard like people who have taken it have had a lot of like slowed the progression or gotten better um but they'll give her the real pill like in a year if she is it's double blind so she doesn't know yeah Yeah, so the researchers don't Uh, know and she doesn't know yeah Yeah. and that's another good reason to spread awareness for funding for more research about it also i mean just like maybe not everyone you see is that you think is drunk is drunk (laughs) (laughs) like seriously though yeah yeah so it's just important to remember like people could have other issues too Uh like that's gonna be my excuse now right <laughs> yeah, yeah that could be my excuse if i get if i get tested positive yeah. little do they know it doesn't want to like late 40s if uh it sounds terrible though all mm-hmm. all jokes aside yeah um, yeah and, she uh, i mean she does a really good job of like continuing living I, her life so i think it's really great. cool that, her attitude right but yeah her attitude yeah. and and i mean she's to me she's a genius she's yeah, so she smart really i played is. scrabble yeah. with her and holy shit we hate playing scrabble with her yeah, yeah. but uh but she's i mean she's completely there like, it's like not it co- hasn't it's affected her mentally right. at all but i think other people could perceive her as having a cognitive issue too sure um just because of how she comes off but sure. like she doesn't comes at off all. in what her like she, her, her speech or something like, speech, the physical her, she slurs, she slurs her words a little bit sometimes okay. um but like she doesn't have any cognitive and impairment. And how old is she now? She is 68. I so she's say. been diagnosed and has been living with it knowingly for 18 years. Yeah, and it's okay. progressive. So it gets worse over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and what, like we talked about, so the exercise. So she exercises yeah, every she day. Does. Yep. And what does she, she do? Just, well, she just won a recumbent bicycle, which is like you can sit wow. in it and like pedal. So she won that over the summer. Mm-hmm. So she does that a lot and she does the bike. And did she won that? Cycle. What was that? That. Not competition, but yeah, award. it was a competition. It was a competition, right? Was that mm-hmm. specifically for ataxia patients? Yep, yeah. It, it was to, yeah. just uh, charity to kind of thing. Athleticism and okay. ataxia patients, yeah. yeah. And how did she win it? Um, I wrote her recommendation letter. Uh-huh. So did my aunt. Oh, oh, um, oh, I thought she. I thought you meant like she. She, she like won a race or something. No, oh. she probably. I was like, could, she was doping. No. She's a regular. No, Lance she Armstrong. won a contest Is... based on her character and stuff. Oh, okay, um, cool. like she won so a bike. She won a bike. Yeah, okay. yeah in a contest yeah yeah yeah. so wow that's awesome yeah so you mentioned uh your grandpa has a pretty interesting story yes yeah yeah so my grandpa um (laughs) where to begin so (laughs) it's a kind of a kind of a big deal yeah so basically um my grandpa tuviabelski him he was a leader of a partisan group a jewish partisan group um who it was the biggest rescue of Jews by Jews. So um, in World War II, during the Holocaust, he cr- basically created a village in the forest, um, wow. and he ended up saving over 1,200 people. This is the Defiance movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel yeah. Craig yeah, played grandpa. your grandpa. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I got to go to the premiere when I was like 15 and like meet all the actors and stuff. And yeah. they were mo- more in awe of our family than we were in awe of them, like oh, being these sure. famous actors, just because they knew the story so well. And they played these people. Yeah. yeah. It was and so crazy. they're like, wow, yeah. like, you are the descendants of right. these. Right. My dad people. like went to Lithuania where they were filming and like drink vodka with them. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I, that movie definitely like helped because the story was so not yeah. known at so all. So World War Two happens. Yeah. Uh, the Nazis and, and Germany invade yes. all these countries. They yeah. come in. And um, so your family was pretty much in hiding in the woods. Yeah. So then- my family, um, my grandpa were some of the only Polish Jews in this area. Um, and when the Nazis came, they started a community in the forest. First, it was just like family friends. Mm. Um, but then like my grandpa just would accept anybody who came. So mm. um, there was missions to get people out of the ghettos, which are, um, you know, where the Jews were kept during the Holocaust. So, so Germans cities. would enter a town. They would remove all the Jews from their homes yes. and put them in these camps. Essentially, like yeah. they call them ghettos, but they're like really small tight like apartment buildings like very yeah, poor barely. conditions yeah barely yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah and like t- like overcrowded like cra- so your grandpa really your community. grandpa would go in or with Send other people yeah yeah and they would convince people uh, to leave and Jewish escape to the and forest there. yeah okay yeah like hey yeah. this is a lot better so there is yeah. actually um one story that um there is a tunnel so um in one of the ghettos, these people decided to build a tunnel because they had heard of the Belsky partisans. They had been in contact with them and it was too dangerous for the Belskis to come and get them. So they actually built an t- underground tunnel to escape the ghetto and Whoa. into the woods. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. And how long did this last? So I think two years, a little oh over two my years. God. And so they were in the forest moving around like anytime the Nazi, you know, at first it was pretty um, like they would move a lot. Yeah. Um, but then they got kind of established in the Nalabaki forest, which is in modern day Belarus, but I think yeah. it was Poland so back Be- then. Belarus is kind of like, if you know where Poland is, yeah. it's a bit east of that, right? I think so, A yeah. little bit <laughs> kind of on the northern eastern side near um, uh, Lithuania. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of location. It's, right. it's kind of between Russia and Europe. Yeah. And that's why there was a lot of conflict between the Russians and the Polish right. so who over would that territory. Yeah, and now exactly. it's Belarus. Yeah. Um, so what was I saying? Oh yeah. So they established and they had workshops in the forest. Like they had a shoemaker, they had their own little community. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what was unique about them is they actually would accept kids and women, which a lot of partisan, a lot of parts, partisan groups were Russian and they just existed to fight and get revenge and kill the Germans. What do you mean when you say partisan? Um, so yeah, so partisan basically (laughs) look up the definition, the exact definition, but, um, so basically it's a group that it's usually it signifies fighters who like militia um i don't know about that mm. but um what is it what is it so say? a partisan is just is. a committed member of a political party or army yeah so that's okay. just what yeah so a lot of it signifies like the russian partisans would like get revenge on the germans by like bombing train um tracks and things like that the little things that they could do okay um my grandpa's group they call them the belsky partisans but they were a little unique because um their goal wasn't to get revenge on the germans they just wanted to save jewish lives mm. so that was like my grandpa he just strongly believed in that he said you know he doesn't want to kill he would kill if he had to mm-hmm. um but his main goal was to save jewish lives Right. And that was unique. Um, so I think there was only like two main Jewish partisan groups of completely Jewish. Um, Jews saving Jews. A lot of them were Soviet, yeah. like Russian. Did, did they, gotcha. I mean, um, did they have non-Jews that were uh, joining the group as well? 
probably they were probably or was it mainly people coming from the ghettos Jews. and yeah, stuff? Yeah, it was mainly Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like a few. I don't really know, but I mean, I'm sure they would have accepted them. But yeah, it was mostly. Like, yeah, so yeah. I mean, the main thing is that they accepted women and children who were seen as like not valuable at all because they couldn't yep. fight mm-hmm. necessarily, you know. Um, so it was just unique all around wow. what their goal was. Yeah, and it, and it, only fifty people, around fifty, they estimate, died the whole time. So wow. they saw twelve hundred people, which is crazy. Hundred to yeah. two years. Yeah, Jeez. and like think about like six, big six million. Yeah, six million <laughs> Jews were killed during the Holocaust, yeah. but like. It, it was just such a, like, for 1,200 to be the biggest rescue of Jews by Jews, like, it's nothing, but it also is, like, the biggest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, it, like, it, yeah. they were, like, hunted constantly. Mm-hmm. So, it's just amazing that they mm-hmm. survived. Living through the winter. I mean, I can't imagine oh gosh, yeah. being here, which I think it probably yeah. gets colder there than it does yeah. here. I think it does, yeah. Probably, Living yeah. outside. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. And, 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 like, not being able to be, like, okay, I'm going to pack what I need to live outside for the next two years like they left their homes mm-hmm. in a hurry and they had yeah, to go find they what they needed would accept anybody too which is crazy like mm-hmm. they would just find food from the surrounding right um, communities because and- like uh not only are our children uh and maybe some women at that time were useless uh yeah. to like their you know living in the woods mm-hmm. but it could be even worse because babies cry yeah. So they could give their position away if there's a lot of noise or something. Yeah, or in the time of, of an attack right. when, when yeah. they're being hunted, moving More slower. to feed. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you, yeah. if you have less women and children, right. less mouths to feed. So yeah. it definitely right. was kind of a big deal to um, I mean, it, that's accept just everybody. To wrap your mind around 1,200 people, like what they would do is they would uh, make these little dugouts and that's where they would live. I think it was like 30 to 40 people. Um, they would have groups. So they would move in groups. And that mm-hmm. way they could kind of move more um, efficiently and without being seen. Um, but they had like a clinic, like a hospital. They had doctors and like wow. everything you would need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they called it Jerusalem in the woods. So it's like <laughs> Jerusalem wow. is like, uh, you know. Yeah. So but it's like when people got there, that was like. You know, people Salvation. went on these crazy journeys to get there, you know, and some, a lot of people so died heard, on the way. Yeah, I'm sure they heard rumors. Like, there's oh, a yeah. place where you can, well, you're safe. Not only and, that, but the Nazis, like, knew all about my grandpa's group. Oh, sure. So they were trying yeah. to hunt them at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was kind of the, the start was basically because your, your grandfather had, how many siblings did he have who were out there with him? He had three. Three. Um, two were kind of co-leaders with him and then one was a younger mm-hmm. um but in he had a lot more a lot siblings, of siblings than that. Right? yeah and his, but in the forest and his those. his parents your gra- your yeah, great-grandparents they, yeah. they had a farm was yeah, it? yeah they did yep in poland and they had at some point been murdered by yeah. was it the germans or who yeah was that? Yeah, yeah i believe it was the germans because yeah. um why, why did they murder them I, I mean because they were jews i right like i don't know the details but at the beginning of the start, okay. they were, yeah. And they were pretty well known, right? The Belskis um, in that area? I don't know. They might have been because they had, um, you know, they wanted to take what was theirs. But, sure. Um, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. the details, yeah. And then Tuvia, at the time, wasn't living with his parents. He was off living with his wife at the time, right? Um, in another town? He, did, he was living, he was a little well-known in the community because his wife was kind of like higher status. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he might have been living with her when everything happened, but I can't, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And 
then at some point they at some point they all got together and um you know at first it was just the family and then the family friends but soon it just grew to be yeah you know anybody who and they came. had to fight against people coming after them they had to get yeah. medicine mm-hmm. right like yep. in the winter yeah. against sicknesses yeah. uh food yep uh things to keep them warm yeah things like that yep. Inter- i'm sure there was internal fighting too yeah definitely there was yeah and my grandpa i mean everybody calls him an unlikely leader he was just really um he's been described as like really charismatic and likable and you know not necessarily like a tough guy who like you know, put people in their place, but that's what he did. He, he put people in their place when he had to, um, in order to keep order. Um, but he was like, everybody loved him. That's why I think that it was so successful because everybody just did what he said and, you know, trusted his word. So hmm. it and just, yeah. Yeah. seemed like it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but a crazy it's just story. crazy. Like all the factors that had to come together for that to happen. Like, right. it's just crazy. And, and you met a lot of the descendants of the people that your grandpa helped save, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of times I was younger when I met them, but me and Miles um, remember when we went mm-hmm. to Leia's. Yeah, yeah. Le- Leia Johnson. Yeah, so we got to hear her talk about what it was like in the woods, and mm-hmm. um, I wish we videotaped. So she was that one of the people the time, that she um, was like in was, the was in the woods, obviously. Yeah. And they had a core group of like family mm-hmm. members who were like you know higher up and had more. Um, and she was you know she very was good close friends with your grandma, and yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. And my grandma and grandpa, um, they knew of each other before the war, but they got together in the forest. Oh, yeah, a little forest. Yeah, magic. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> um yeah so in the movie that's my grandma and grandpa uh-huh. like they made it so that yeah. they met but really they knew of each other before but so yeah. i i thought it was awesome to talk to leah johnson because yeah. personally growing up i mean i think it was like year after year we always heard about Anne frank mm-hmm. you always watched the movie you always read yeah. part of the diary whatever you saw the boxcar at least for us right i don't know about other parts of the country but where we grew up we saw that all the time that's that's a lot of what we knew about the Holocaust and World War Two was yeah. kind of Anne Frank and, and like the general idea. I think they use her as a, as kind of like the yeah. idea of this is what yeah. Jews had to do. This is what happened mm-hmm. to them and their families. But um, but to me, it was all like very uh, third person. Like I wasn't very connected to that. I knew yeah. people who were Jewish. Right. Uh, but then to meet somebody who went through that, I thought mm-hmm. was pretty amazing. Yeah. In, like incredible. Right. Uh, because it almost seems like something like that could have never ever happened i know or could never happen it does um and unfortunately there's people who believe that but (laughs) uh but it's you know i i I thought it was crazy to just to talk to her and the story she was able to tell yeah and what's interesting it's just crazy because every single one of those people have a crazy story because just getting to the group alone like they had to endure so much um, but like thinking about like it was 1200 people and like thousands of people are alive today because of that, right. you know, that's just crazy. Yeah. And me and Miles went to an event in New York mm-hmm. and a lot of the descendants of people who, um, my was grandpa a convention saved. for just for the survivors. Um, what or was the it families again? It was at the Holocaust or... Museum. Yeah. And it was, so they have a Holocaust um, Museum in New York. That's kind of like on the Bay area, I think. And, um, it was yeah. just, I think getting people together and, 
seeing they each other. They wanted to. Oh, talking. they're trying to make a museum in Belarus. Up, That's right. In that area mm-hmm. that my grandpa stayed. Um, so yeah. I think they were trying to like. It was like a fundraising event. But it was so cool. But like all the people stood up and they were like, "Tuvia Belsky, um, or my or my grandpa or my father was in the group, and it was just crazy like to hear you know. Or people who who know that their father or grandfather yeah had this experience about a tunnel right and they're like maybe somebody knows who they are like maybe one of your parents know who my parent was and we have something in common like there are people who don't know if they were part of the of the the um you know the belsky group or uh maybe they they passed away before that but they knew people who were in that group and so it was really cool yeah like i think there were people who were descendants of some of the people who were who had gone through the tunnel that was created yeah right? in the group yeah definitely yeah. So, and so and everyone stood up and kind of said like what their connection mm-hmm. was so it was and cool i think hear. there's not that but, many uh living um living partisans left yeah holocaust survivors but yeah. there's a lot of descendants yeah so yeah. it's important for people to continue telling those stories because like you've brought up kind of recently is a lot of people who have started kind of becoming deniers yeah right yeah that that yeah. kind of thing never happened or right. could never happen yeah and there's a lot of anti-semitism well, now. and also there are people who don't know like if you don't have any connection to it like a lot of the general person might not know that like six million Jews were killed and that's mm-hmm. a huge number. Yeah. Um, so it's just important to keep it, you know, because that if yeah. it happened once, it can happen again. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and it yes. wasn't that long ago. So it's just it important really to keep wasn't. that in mind. It's crazy. It, yeah. It, it really. Yeah. yeah. Um, um I, I actually saw one of the protesters or the writers, not protesters, um, at the Capitol building, they had a shirt that said six, um, we which means six million wasn't enough oh my god yeah so like they're neo-nazis like those kind of Jesus. people and then someone had like a camp auschwitz so shirt sad and, like, why yeah why is that crazy Hate. so like people something happened and that's such a small part of the population probably. yeah it's such a small part of the population but why why target like that was an obvious yeah. uh, i mean it, i'm just saying it still exists like yeah it's it's yeah. so sad yeah um yeah but, it's it's important to give yeah. people like I would, I mean, I think it would be great to have your dad on oh, yeah. the podcast. Yeah, like give definitely. people who have direct experiences with monumental points in history yeah. a platform, a megaphone to yeah. because you know uh, when when your dad, hopefully in a hundred years or whatever, moves <laughs> on from this life, yeah. um, his stories, unless they're told, right, they leave with him. Right. Yes, um, and also memory. Like I yeah. feel like I want to videotape everything mm-hmm. because it's just like your memory. Your memory lot, changes. Right? Like, you lose things. Yeah. That, that's why the last time we so Leia Johnson she unfortunately passed away, passed away recently. Year, I think. Yeah. Rest in peace. But uh, we actually had asked her some questions that Mm -hmm. kind of hadn't been talked about before, and we recorded them. Um, So now we actually have a recording of the things she said, uh, which I think is a great thing because that recording can last forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yep. Yeah. And I'm glad she got to meet you. (laughs) Yeah. She really we, likes you. <laughs> we don't. We don't want another event like that to have people yeah. have to and just have like to be the first to person give to say context that. Too, like just not knowing about it. It's not anyone's fault, but a lot of people just don't know mm-hmm. what happened. You know, and like yeah. they teach it in schools, but it's like you don't really understand until you're older. Well, yeah, so. there's, there's a lot of events in history. I mean, slavery in the U.S. Right. Um, I I don't know anyone personally whose family member was a slave. Yeah maybe i know people who yeah. have de- who are descendants of that but 
you know, that's another surreal type of thing. And that's another thing you don't want to ever happen in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good for people to always keep talking about that kind of stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like slavery and like the Holocaust mm-hmm. and I, I'm hoping they talk more about the way Native Americans are treated. Yeah. Uh, more so than they did when I was growing up. But mm-hmm. those are the three things I think that you're first introduced to as a kid that alludes to the fact that uh, the world isn't so sunshine and butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. on the opposite end, it kind of like makes you grateful for what you have, right? Totally. Like, because a lot of people, especially like the younger generation, they're just like entitled and it's like, if you realized how lucky we were, you know, to even be alive and we don't have to experience anything like that in our lifetime. Like people complain about wearing a mask, but like we're not in world war two or anything. It's like, this is like nothing compared to like what they went through. Um, and like we can still struggle with it and everything, but like just have some context, like historical context. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like in schools, it would have been nice to read like a book, like a fiction book or like a novel based on it. Because in textbooks, like, you kind of, like, draw that out when you're a kid. At least I did. Like, a lot of times in school, like, dates, like, don't care. Like, my mind is turned off. Mm -hmm. But if you can, like, read an actual, like, story of, like, a person's experience through that time. Or meet somebody who who has some kind of relation to that. Those are the best memories I have in school when I met someone. Not met someone, but, like, someone who was in the Holocaust gave a speech and I was there to hear it. Right. I remember that, too. Like, it shouldn't be, like, textbook. Like, it should be, like, real stories. If you can, yeah. Yeah, I I can't remember what it was, and I think we've talked about this before, but there was a... It's like a graphic novel uh, where the Polish people are, like, pigs. Is it mouse? I can't remember, but we we read it in school, and I thought that was a really great way to help tell the... Like, it... Other than just text in the textbook, like keep kids um, engaged, and yeah, engaged in in the topic that's so important to learn about. And we did learn mm-hmm. every year. Every year we learned about the Holocaust and, and some yeah. other piece of it. And yeah, um, they brought out you know different things and speakers uh, to Miles's point. Um, but you know, I think we need more stories like that, like yeah. media or real outlets, yeah, uh, telling these stories in u- unique ways to mm-hmm. help spread um, or stop, even stop disinformation. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because I mean, none of that stuff is like those events, like like slavery and the Holocaust, aren't unique to our past couple hundred years. That stuff's always that stuff has. Ha- there's been mm-hmm. slavery before. There's been genocides. Yeah. There's been genocides on a smaller scale very recently mm-hmm. in, yeah. in Africa Yeah, uh, that we don't really talk about that much, but uh, it happens and it will probably happen in the future. But unfortunately, you know, yeah. if we <laughs> hopefully globalization kind of changes that when people accept each other a bit more. But yeah, uh, but yeah it, it's just history. Everyone says the same thing like. It repeats itself and it's yeah totally and true. i don't like blame anybody i think for not being ignorant about certain things um but i think at least just an open mind and like willingness to learn about other people who like it doesn't serve you anything to know about this particular group struggling but mm-hmm. it just like makes you aware it's just good to be aware in general you know yeah. like yeah. of all kinds of cultures and all kinds of struggles so for sure 
what uh what if people are interested in the story mm-hmm. more how what's the best way to learn more about yeah. it yeah um i mean you can definitely just google to be a there's <laughs> right. a ton of stuff Wikipedia. um defiance is a, it's a really good movie i think it's really entertaining too not that i'm biased but <laughs> how close um, to the real thing i mean a lot you, of it maybe was you don't accurate. know but, a lot but of you it read was the other accurate. books right yeah I mean, even I've heard that even, like a lot of the reviews in Hollywood said that he was on a white horse and that was not realistic. It was like mm. making him more noble, like but he actually had a white horse. <laughs> That's what my parents said, at least. It's funny. Um, but yeah, so Defiance is a good one. Um, and then there's two books that one's like a historical. Um, it's a little dense, but I think it's really good. It's just factual. Um, it's called Defiance. And then there's another mm. book that's a little more easy to digest, I would say, called The Belsky Brothers. <laughs> awesome yeah and how did that story end so what what happened at the end um they were liberated and everybody well (laughs) i wouldn't say everyone lived happily ever after so how how did um uh, when you say liberated by who yeah the russians the russians yeah nice um so when the war ended yeah okay so when kind of the germans were kind of cleaning things and like let's get out of here (laughs) or the nazis i should say yeah um and so then so after that point, where did the I mean, people everybody, a lot go? of people didn't know what to do because they lost everything, and yeah. a lot of people like couldn't find their family again. Um, did they? Uh, so I mean, a lot of people were super sick, like couldn't you know malnourished. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the end of the struggle, but um, you things know things got a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they weren't did. being hunted anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That alone so they could is get, a little yeah. bit better. K- kind yes. of. I mean, yeah. I guess. I guess you could. So to me, I don't it's hard to think about that there was just this line that was like, okay, now the war is over. Things are yeah, good. I mean, honestly, versus, yeah, I can't, you know, I, if you went down the yeah. street to a house that right. had a Nazi living in it, uh, or someone that hated Jews, it's not like they were just like, come on in, I'll yeah. help no, you. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. I, that's hard for me to wrap my mind around too. Um, like exactly what, you know, what, what that transition that? was like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know it wasn't easy. Like it wasn't like snap the wars over. Yeah. Like everything's good again. It, like people still struggled a lot. Like, right. Cause we don't really think about, and, yeah, we don't think yeah. about what's the, all after. the struggles after right. the war. Right. Yeah. So, it, so then yeah. what did Tuvia do? He went to Israel, right? He did. And so, that's right. where my dad was born. Mm-hmm. And then they came over to America. They immigrated to America. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does yeah. your dad have a dual citizenship? He does. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I think technically I could get one if I wanted. Yeah, um, like a birthright or something. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. But um, we went to Israel when I was fourteen. That's cool. Yeah, and they we went. I remember going to the Holocaust Museum and they like gave us a tour and everything. Wow, like a <laughs> I would love to go back. VIP yeah, tour. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, but I would love to go back because I feel like I don't remember much because I was so young. But it's it's yeah. it's, uh, it's he's it's crazy crazy that yeah. we've been to Holocaust museums and it's like yeah. here's your grandpa. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got his own yeah. little section yeah yeah well some i remember we went to the exhibit in Tampa. that's like a traveling exhibit yeah. i think they go they move it to different I'm like museums. oh there's a video oh. of my dad like yeah but yeah i mean i just think that it's good for people to know about mm-hmm. the story but like aside from just jewish people like i feel like a lot of jewish people go to holocaust museums and some non-jewish people but i like wish that more non-jewish people could have awareness of mm. the story so yeah. i think that movie was good for that yeah yeah, definitely. But, yeah. So, wow, we've talked about a lot. We talked about COVID, <laughs> talked about uh, 
how you were born and yes. struggles with that and and Taxi your grandpa's up. your grandpa's story. Grandpa. What is it? You're you're pretty you're passionate about nutrition, right? Or at least yeah. somewhat. And it's a very hot uh, thing to be um, passionate about right yeah. now. Um, mm-hmm. What do do you have a message for people or? Um, just a general understanding or perspective of that yeah I mean I would say a lot of people don't know how good they can feel if they eat just whole foods um and that's not the standard American diet like you have to go out of your way to eat healthy and whole foods which is kind of sad in my opinion like I feel like the American diet is just money driven and like easiest <laughs> like thing everything. to make right and i apologize um, this is such a weird pivot we got yeah. super serious about the holocaust and they're like let's no, talk yeah. about nutrition <laughs> and what it, like, whole foods God, like, Don't you have a better i'm gonna food? acknowledge that because this is kind of it, yeah. yeah i have to <laughs> the elephant in the room yeah yeah um what was i saying but i guess this kind of i guess yeah. this kind of comes full circle uh from like going back through kind of like living a good life um, yeah, and well, like having good experiences and if yeah. you know like how it's better for your mom to have a better diet and, and better exercise mm-hmm. for, for yeah. her disease and I mean I just think well my grandpa's story like inspires every day of my life and that's just like how I grew up like I remember my mom telling me stories when we were when me and my sister were four in bed like she would tailor them to a four-year-old but she would like tell us about the shoe workshop or whatever like as a bedtime story so I grew up like with that as the center in the center of my mind. Um, and that's kind of just made me want to enjoy life to the fullest. And I think a lot of people don't realize like uh, the a huge way to do that is healthy eating. That's a better segue, right? There you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just am passionate about whole foods and eating healthy and exercising because I feel like if you want to do everything that life has to offer, you need to feel your best. Like if I'm exhausted, I'm not going to want to go like hike a mountain, right? Um, so I just feel like people don't realize the power of what they put in their mouth. Can we? You know, it's just, it's huge. Can we? Real quick, yeah. What is what are whole foods? What so, does that mean? So like unprocessed, like. And what does that mean? So like an apple. An apple. Yeah. Okay. Like, like organic. Nothing that has nothing in a bag, like nothing in a box. So like, like it's are, grown and so, it's picked. So and then what I personally look for is things with like one or a few ingredients, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I try to eat like mostly whole foods, like avocados, like fish. So what, so what about like peanut butter? Yeah, that's Is that considered yeah. whole food, even um, though it's been processed? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe you should look up the exact but, definition. But your point is but not that you have to just eat apples and broccoli. You don't have to be perfect. No. And, right. like, people think, like, I enjoy, like, like you said before, like, I love food, right? Like, I'm yeah. not going to eat anything bad um, tasting. But <laughs> I just, I eat foods that make me feel good. That's all. How did and you like, come to... Um, <laughs> this revolution um well having ibs so i can't literally cannot eat unhealthy foods without feeling horrible what is that ibs it's um like irritable bowel syndrome i think that i have it like i just have a really sensitive stomach so i kind of grew up like some things would make me feel really bad when i ate them um but then when i started eating healthier i just kind i mean like several things have inspired me to eat healthier one being like my mom's condition um and just you know in general um, being able but, to live your life longer yeah healthier. like I I just like want to be healthy in general right so uh, since I've been a teenager I've been eating healthy foods just experimenting um, and I just feel better when I eat that way mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize the power of what they eat. So, um, and now being in the medical community, um, there's so many studies that show that like even glaucoma can be treated with um, certain foods, but in such high quantities that it's not realistic, right? So like mm-hmm. modern medicine still is necessary, but a lot of diseases are preventable by eating healthy. So like diabetes, hypertension, right? Um, and a lot of it has genetic components, but I think that a lot of our world's problems can be solved by eating healthy and there's just being a more focus on everybody eating healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was listening to an audiobook today mm-hmm. and the guy was talking about how, um, how people sometimes like they'll go to the doctor and they have an issue and they're like, why do I have this issue? Like, yeah. you know, hypertension or diabetes. And it's like, well, you've been eating horribly your whole life. And then the analogy brought up was like, if you have a hammer and you keep hitting yourself with the hammer, uh, you're going to go to the doctor and be like, fix me. And the doctor's like, I can't, you've right. been hitting yourself with a hammer. Yeah. Right. Um, like all these, all, all this time. Yeah, and so, and- like people, I, think, I think people don't realize what they might be doing to their body long term. Right. And I don't know what like the general person thinks about food and nutrition in general because I've been this way for a while. Like I just eat like I think because I'm so sensitive, like I just only eat things that make me feel good. And I've noticed like when I eat things that I like, like sugar and you know, processed foods. Like I'm not, I'm human. I love those things too. Like ice cream, things like that. Like I just feel horrible, mm-hmm. you know, like my stomach hurts. Like I feel sluggish. Um, so just to feel my best, like, I feel like if you have never eaten that way, like whole foods, you don't know how good you could feel, you know? Do you, so you have found that eating a whole foods diet, it yeah. works for you. Yeah. Do you, do you now discredit all these other diets or mm-hmm. healthy ways of living? Um, or do you, are you more of like, uh, try whatever works for you? Yeah. Type of attitude? I, the second one, like I think that certain things are definitely bad, right? Like fried foods, definitely bad. Um, but maybe some people can handle a little more meat than others. Like my body doesn't do well with meat, so I don't eat meat. Um, but I, my body does really well with fish. So I eat fish and, um, I think certain people might be, you know, feel better when they eat this. I think you should just eat what makes you feel good. But if you think like a lot of people don't realize that food could be causing that. Krispy Kreme's makes me feel yeah. freaking right? great. Right. There's like certain foods that are good for the soul. <laughs> but I yeah. love Krispy like, Kreme's. Don't get me wrong. Like you can still eat that stuff, but it's just like about. But there's some most... science behind stuff like that, right? What do you mean? Um, like eating saturated fats versus unsaturated fats. Um, I think uh, our friend Michael Butler has brought up where there may be some research that shows that saturated fats cause inflammation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which yeah. could least lead to some ailments I mean, in the body. There's so much like peanuts are more inflammatory than almonds, right? Like there's just like a ton of stuff that, but it's like, I think if you go by how you feel, like that's the best way, mm-hmm. but you have to be really in tune with that, mm-hmm. you know? Has anyone ever eaten a Big Mac and felt good after? Right. Like, no, no, you haven't. Have you really? <laughs> No. Like, remember that one time you went to Vegas? I feel on, like I'm living on. Remember when we went to Vegas and me and Miles ate In-N-Out and like you died? In-N-Out is not good for you. How dare you? In-N-Out has a lot of COVID in it. I'm not saying you should never eat that stuff, but like, I don't know. I feel like people are always like, you're doing so many things. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just like, I feel good to do them, you know, like. And you think and it I might be tell, because of your diet? Yeah. Well, I can tell when I eat bad. Like, mm-hmm. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I like just, when you eat dairy, right? Because you're yeah. lactose intolerant. Yeah. 
So you know you'll, you're going to feel bad after you're right. eating it. And when you what do, about you do. the people that um, eat that type of food all the time and don't know how good it could be, um, and they just think that feeling this way is normal? Is normal. Like, I mean, what, I what is your suggestion true. for them to kind of break out of those? Bad yeah, habits? I would say like don't think about it as like restricting. Like, just think about it as adding things. Like, mm-hmm. I guess Krispy Kreme. What? Don't. No. <laughs> like. I don't know. I'm weird. Like I really like trying new foods like vegetables and things. So like I'll be like, I'm going to try this one today. Like, I don't know. I would think about trying things that you haven't tried before, like adding things to your diet, not taking away. Like you can still have Krispy Kreme, but like maybe try this like broccoli or like different type of squash that you haven't tried before, you know? Like just try adding things. Yeah. I learned see what the, happens. I learned that I like a lot of different foods that yeah. I never would have tried. Like a lot of different locks? squashes. Like locks locks um a lot of different like roasted brussels sprouts i really like a lot of things that sarah um helped introduce uh to my diet that are just good things that doctors have always said are good yeah. for you and greens things and like also that. once you start eating that way you actually crave that stuff like That's if true. i if i like for example like in december i kind of got off track and just ate a bunch of sweets because that's what happens, right? Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I just want a salad so bad. Like, I just craved a salad, you know? Because that's what I'm like used to. When you and I would uh, go every uh, Tuesday and Friday to Walmart and we'd pick up our our Tuesday and Friday uh, Taco Bell uh, with <laughs> our Baja habit. Blast. And it's we would take it back. more frequently than that. Yeah, it probably was. I was just trying to make it sound better. But um, and then And then we would get uh we i mean we wanted the next week and then at some point i stopped eating taco bell and it at, after a while sounded disgusting yeah but at, at first i was like damn i really wish i had some taco bell and then it was just like that doesn't even sound good anymore yeah i mean i think i don't know it's taco bell taco bell i'll always still go to taco bell because of the baja blast that's the one thing they have that's consistent they always change in their menu you know like do you always just do you just go there and order like 10 large sodas fill it up and then bring it home stick it in your fridge yeah i mean i and and quite honestly i think they've caught on because now they just won't even add any ice cubes so they can maximize the amount of baja blast i can get nice and i'm not i'm not saying that i haven't filled up my camelback with baja blast and gone hiking before but (laughs) y'all should try it um true no i think i think it's uh i think it's all about like what works for you um yeah and getting like blood work done and understanding like the metrics like the coolest thing that i found out was like going to the doc like some doctors have like this online portal where they're they'll upload like your metrics um like your glucose levels yeah. your sodium levels calcium levels and then um you can pull it up on an app like how cool is that like that you can start to understand from a quantitative like level um, where you need to be, where you're at, um, what foods, it's like looking up what foods can affect these levels, what, what can help your cholesterol, what can make it worse. And then just trying to marry all of that data together to create like a, not like a meal plan, but like a diet of, of sorts. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily being like, Oh no, only keto works. Oh, oh no, only the, the, you know, South beach diet works. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure those things have helped many people 
and continue to help many people lose weight or um, have a healthier lifestyle and, and, and feel better. Um, but uh, I think it's all about what's best for you because doing a South Beach diet for you may work, but for me it may not increase my metrics or make me healthier, or, um, you know, overall lifestyle better. Mm -hmm. uh, on, on the topic of diets, I think, I mean, a diet is basically just like the way you eat, but yeah, I think I those like temporary diets actually can be kind of bad, right? Just the concept yeah, of dieting. I mean, the concept of restricting what you eat. I used to be like that and I don't yeah. think that's healthy way to live your life. Elimination diets? You should. Yeah, well, just like restricting, like I can't have that, like in, like mm -hmm. thinking like you can't have something, like that's right. not healthy. Right. Like, right. How right. About, I can have this, but like not every day. Right. Like, I can't yeah. have Baja Blast. Like, I wouldn't say like I can never have Krispy Kreme. Like I can have Krispy Kreme yeah. if I want it. Like, but just not every day. Where you say like I am not gonna have sugar for this period yeah. of time. Yeah, I did do that. Recently. It would be it better. Really it would probably be better to just like have less yeah. sugar in your diet in general. Mm -hmm. First, so do that I try to it. think of like eighty percent healthy and twenty percent unhealthy because like yeah. I think I still love ice cream and cookies. You know, I like, was and I. No, sorry, huh? girl. I didn't mean to. And no, I thought no, you no. Were, what were you going to say? I was going to say, when I went to the doctor, yeah. uh, I had a little bit of high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. all, Sounds it's like just, too much Krispy Kreme. <laughs> it could be. It could be. But here's what I was like. So, Doc, what do you think like I should do to get these levels down? And he's like, yeah, they're like, you know, a little high. Uh, maybe try like, uh, you know, like less meat, um, like more specifically, like less red meat. Yeah. And more chicken more like. Uh, fish and stuff right. like that and I was like well I have a bit of a sweet tooth and he's like ah no that's not gonna that's that's fine which is like but, to but, me I, mean, yeah, I internalized that as like okay cool I'm gonna go home yeah. I'm gonna sugar bench for the rest right. of the day Eat cool my doctor just gave me a hall pass for like freaking <laughs> bag of skittles yeah what he should have said is like right like that doesn't affect your cholesterol right but what he should have said was nah but you shouldn't be eating a lot of sugar anyway yeah right. you should take there's also, a like, there's a drug called vasipa yeah it's a newer drug it's mm -hmm. basically like fish oil um but you should take that um yeah you're not a doctor so i'm gonna if i if i take that and something bad happens i'm gonna sue you <laughs> it's okay you. i have liability insurance <laughs> Actually, he, he he did give me. Uh, it was like krill oil. Oh yeah, like he fish said, oil. Probably? Yeah, like it's like yeah. a fish oil essentially, but from like uh, shellfish. <laughs> um, and then uh, he prescribed uh, it? a turmeric. Oh yeah. Yeah, turmeric. Yeah, turmeric. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, like I feel like like i'm listening the same audiobook like we listened to earlier yeah oh my God, um, so i know what uh, <laughs> well i made him listen to it i forced him oh, so okay. not that cute oh, right. um, but we were, it we were said, like, to give context we yeah. were sitting outside of the store that sells a bunch of alcohol yes yeah, so um, that is accurate cool, cool, yeah cool, cool, and cool, same cool. thing with like alcohol like i i love alcohol but i haven't i try to have it in moderation mm. um but anyway so um, what, what was my point? Oh, yeah. So they are were saying that a lot of things that um, doctors give pills for could just be treated with a healthy diet. So a whole food plant-based diet. This book is about the China study and the whole food plant-based diet in particular. Um, and they said a diabetic person, if this person goes on the whole food plant-based diet, the first day they have to be monitored so closely because if they're on all these diabetic medications, they, their blood sugar can drop so drastically even in one day. Like that's how effective it is. Wow, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um, alcoholics when they yeah, like completely cold exactly. turkey, they can yeah. like die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think like I 
like nutrition, just I find it interesting. And I feel like all those diets, like a lot of the things that they have in common is whole foods. Like that's not really a diet, right? Like that's just like a certain type of food. Um, and I feel like no one can argue that that's not healthy. Okay. You know? Carrots. Yeah. Let's just decide right now and cut out all the bullshit. Does it help my vision or does it not? <laughs> so, I need not to know. really. No. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's the... Whole... Because it has vitamin A in it, which oh. is like important for the visual cycle. I don't know why people say that though. Like, I don't think it helps that much. So you don't think vitamin A helps that much? I mean... Like your vision. It's not going to make your, a difference no. in your vision. What food should I be eating to improve my overall eye health? Yeah. Um, I mean, so if someone's diagnosed with macular degeneration, we tell them to eat leafy greens. We actually give vitamins for those people. Okay. Hold up. What yeah. is that? Oh, okay. So macular degeneration is basically like the accumulation of waste products in the macula, which is like the best part, the best thing part of your eyeball the back of the eye which Wait, is the retina waste products Does that make like sense? poop like basically kind of like oh. your eye produces like waste products and it builds up and can cause blindness ew, ew <laughs> that's gross i got so eye poop literally like i got yeah, eye kind poop? Of, yeah. i mean not everybody there's a genetic predisposition but um there's it's just waste products and we tell people to eat healthy like dark green vegetables and we give vitamins. Mm. vitamins Why dark region. green vegetables? Um, that's a great question that I don't remember the answer What's to. What's the difference? What's, it's what vitamin light, K. What no, not vitamin green? K. There's some vitamins in What's it. What's an example of a light green vegetable? Vitamin K. Like kale. Um, <laughs> vitamin K. Like, no. <laughs> like there's a, spinach. There's literally every uh, letter of the alphabet Look is, it up. is a Look vitamin. Look it up. What's in dark? Vitamin Look Q. up what? It's like question is there yeah. any of that in Krispy Kreme donuts um, or unlikely. Baja Blast told unlikely. you there is a vitamin Q Q yeah what does it stand for mm. oh, I don't know if it has a also known as don't sim- forget I don't work with you like I work with kids so similar in structure to vitamin K which we were just talking about so that's I just want to say I work with kids so I don't see macular degeneration very often so that's why oh, I don't so you're know not qualified to be giving no I advice. am <laughs> oh the vitamins are the a reds vitamins you can read off what's in them okay we start so people with intermediate magnesium you wanted me to look up the uh, what dark green vegetables are yeah or what's in the a reds um so dark green vegetables are like salad greens cooking yeah. greens broccoli spinach pretty kale. much all the greens yeah cabbage i don't know whether it's not like romaine like what is a light iceberg, green iceberg romaine oh. maybe what was oh. the a thing a so type a r e d s that's what it is vitamin for macular degeneration yeah, yeah. so this is uh, essentially um Okay, yeah, so it, it is a, associated with vision. It's a mm-hmm. supplement formula. It's, it for, vit- it's for macular degeneration. We Studies have shown that it improves or it slows the progression. Of copper deficiency? Yeah, it reduces the risk of copper deficiency, anemia, and a, condi- a condition associated with high levels of zinc intake. Interesting. What vitamins are in it again? Remind me. Um, uh, in the A-Rex. One, one and two. One yeah. and two, yep. All no, that's A reds one and two are. It's the um like uh, is it vitamin Krispy E Kreme and vitamin? A or what is it? Um, uh, lutein, lutein and zeaxanthin. Yeah, yeah, and zinc mm. and copper. Okay, oh, says right here. Okay, uh, right here. Uh, I was diagnosed with uh, macular de- degeneration in 2016. I started yeah. uh, to have yearly eye check, and when I turned 72, okay, he's 
a little old. They're all older. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. It's a, it's an old, it's a disease of mm. old age. That's why I don't Have you ever found often. the case where it happens in a younger? It can, like 50s like though, rare. young. Oh, like 50s? that's 50. My doctor, but that's so rare, yeah. Oh, so he said he took this and then it got a little bit better, blah, blah, blah. Eh, yeah, we okay. re- recommend it to every patient diagnosed with it. It's on Walmart. So vitamins really. And the sweet. thing is like you don't have to take vitamin supplements necessarily if you eat all the right foods, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Like how yes. your doctor told yeah. you to take turmeric. Like I yeah. drink turmeric like pretty often in mm-hmm. the golden latte thing mm-hmm. that I make. Yeah. Like if you... It just like benefits you to eat a lot of different, a variety of foods, but you what, can still eat Krispy Kreme what with is those it? foods. So you know? turmeric just has <laughs> vitamins in it because turmeric itself is not Turmeric a vitamin. is just healing in general. Like I don't know all the details. Because it has some vitamins in it because I don't think turmeric is really a, a part of it, like an American diet. Is Look it? At, uh, it's also like one of those trendy superfoods yeah. of like the modern day. Yeah. Like mm. acai berry and right. uh, asparagus. Yeah. And, the look, asparagus. Up, look up turmeric like t- but there, it has kale. The studies have shown kale, yeah, that kale turmeric, a good example. Yeah, yeah 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 i heard I, I heard I don't think you necessarily need to eat those foods in particular but like the yeah. more variety that you have the better mm-hmm. so turmeric comes from the turmeric plant uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh cool it's, it's it's commonly used in asian food right so to my point like i don't think we food. use it that indian often food. In, oh in my foods. mom cooks with it a lot it is yeah. the main mm-hmm. spice in curry i did not know yeah oh that's crazy yeah, they Indian do look food. the same. Curry and turmeric. It does. It, it has like a very yeah, it's like yellow. Tan. It's super yeah. yellow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it stains your fingers if you cook with it. Really? But yeah. I think turmeric <laughs> itself doesn't. It's it's not very like flavorful, right? It's a yeah. It is. Yeah, it's like it's a, a it's, it's like yeah. a bitter. But it, a bitter yeah, but taste, it's not right? like sweet. It's not it, like it doesn't taste like curry. I don't know. I don't sure. really drink or eat it by itself. Like I always yeah. make it with something. But I like the flavor that it gives. Right. So cool. Yeah, my wife got me some turmeric gummies. Oh, yeah, they yeah, better taste like Krispy Kreme. <laughs> so in in turmeric, the active compound is curcumin. Yeah. Oh. That's what my so my doctor put curcumin as like what I should take. Interesting. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's in turmeric. Yeah. It's an so anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. Right. Boom. Inflammatory. So it, can help, it can help with. Depression, arthritis, cancer, Alzheimer's, and heart disease. Infl- inflammation is one of the key things that uh, happens when you get COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe uh, maybe this will help my battle against <laughs> any potential. Might help you not get COVID. It's basically a vaccine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, basically. Yeah. People are going to see that. On that. We're not doctors. Well, one of us is. But, but not that kind. Not yeah. that kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Cool. Well, yeah. anything else? Yeah, I think we're like two hours. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Just over two hours. This was a great podcast. Thanks. I always joke. I'm like, thanks for everybody for the two people that yeah, thanks, I found Mom out that Dad. we have a little more than two people listening to these things. So Sarah, Sarah's mom will listen. Yeah, to mom this. and dad. Thanks, will listen. Sarah's mom, mom and dad. <laughs> um, and dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And thanks for all you guys who uh, stuck in or keep listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're hoping to bring you guys um as we turn the new year some really cool guests on we're really excited about uh some of the cool people including sarah that <laughs> we're 
currently uh, taping, and uh, I was gonna hopefully, say, yeah. Me. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks again, and uh, continue to to tune in. We really appreciate it. Miles and I are uh, super blessed to have such a cool pe- amount of people listening, and uh, we're having a great time doing this. So, uh, yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Sarah, for being yeah. on. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Uh, Thanks for bringing, um, uh, what was it called, this drink? There's a... St. Germain and Prosecco. Oh, yeah. Spritzer, maybe? I, mm-hmm. I yeah, I think we switched over to some <laughs> oh, seltzers yes, this, afterwards. Yes, kind of like yes. in the same vein of drinks. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. pre-made. Sparkling. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, adios. Adios.